Bubba, what's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to Xbox Ultimate Podcast. Hope you're all having a wonderful holiday weekend. Uh, thank you all for being here. Um, it's an amazing time of year. This is the uh, start to what is my favorite time of the year. Um, starts kind of with Thanksgiving. Or actually, to be honest with you, kind of starts with Halloween. But carries through. Then we got Thanksgiving. Then we got Christmas coming up in December or whatever hell. Uh, uh, holiday you celebrate um, in December, but like uh, this is an awesome time. It's also a time of reflection. It's a time to look back, right? We got lots of stuff coming up in the next few weeks. We got the Game Awards. We got all these uh, like news that's probably going to drop from that. So I feel like this is a good week to take a look back at the year that Xbox has had in 2023 and uh kind of see how they did and you know if you've been listening to this show then you probably got an idea of how, where we're going with that but uh we're gonna have some fun today and appreciate each and every single one of you for tuning into the show tonight uh I ho- again i hope you had an awesome thanksgiving or uh if you didn't celebrate thanksgiving i just hope you had an awesome thursday but let's go let's have some fun with this panel uh psycho's not going to be here tonight because he is holding down the fort I don't know if he's still by himself, uh, but I know earlier today he said he was by himself working, holding down the fort at GameStop on Black Friday. That's got to suck, uh, being by yourself on Black Friday at a retail store, right? But uh, good luck to you, Psycho, if you are out, if you can hear us, man. I hope you're having an awesome day. Uh, he had a long day the other day, too. He worked till like, 2.30 in the morning or something like that on um, Wednesday night. Uh, just insane stuff. These are retail retail workers. You're heroes too, guys. Um, but yeah, let's get to the people that are here tonight. Uh, what is up to Jasper? How you doing, bro? Uh, doing pretty good. Finally got a chance to sit down and play some games. So I've been playing Call of Duty Zombies all day today, trying to finish that uh, like story mode to get the Bone Collector skin. I'm almost there. Just got like six more missions and then I'm done. Nice. I was playing zombies with Kate today too. Um, Pong Soul was playing with us yesterday. What's up with you, Pong? How you doing? Oh, not too bad, brother. Not too bad. It's a good Friday night to be here with the fam. Great to see the chat as always. Uh, we started off the day with a great show over on uh, Boomstick's channel, Double Barrel Gaming. Yes, so sir. that was a little different, man. I haven't been over there in a long time. It was fun. We had the brothers together over there. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, great way to, uh, end the Friday night on a nice long holiday weekend. So, uh, we got, uh, we got some things to talk about tonight because, uh, Xbox 2023 has been particularly good. So, uh, you know how that rolls here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's get down to business. Yeah, right on, man. So we were playing zombies yesterday and I kind of got me and Pong into a little bit of a pickle. Uh, huh, yeah, yeah, me, yeah. Pong and Kate, we, uh, yeah. We waited a little bit too long to try and get to the extract, and I looked on the map and thought that was going to be the best one to go to. It turns out we got there, and it was grayed out. It didn't come back. The storm closed in on us. Then all of a sudden, all of the extracts disappeared. Yeah, if once the circle uh, covers all the extractions, it moves the extraction to the farthest possible corner. I wish I had known that, um, because we kind of got <laughs> fucked. and uh, <laughs> We did. Where all the way on the opposite side of the entire map was the new extraction point, and uh, we 
couldn't make it. Uh, somehow, Kate was magic, and she was able to survive uh, with 30 seconds left. She's able to get out Kate, of the Kate's chopper. health bar was not dropping at all. Yeah, her health bar did not move. I don't know. If Which that's, was crazy. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. However, uh, I died, and yeah. Pong Soul died, and we lost yes. all of our shit. And we had and a schematic a in there. We had our three plates. We had everything. Uh, but, Pong, I have news for you, bro. Mm, yeah. So you know how I told you that, yes, hey, we might tombstone. have had the tombstone thing, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I did. I had it. Yeah. So I was able to get to it. I was able to get my schematic back. Nice. And I was able to get some of the other stuff I was carrying. But I was disappointed to know that the tombstone does not carry your three plates or your large rucksack mm. or anything like that. So I still lost all that. However, just does your two rounds. Does tombstone, I, I don't know how it works in uh, DN- or Warzone, like zombies or whatever, but does it carry over to the next game like you get your stuff or is it that match you get it back match game. well no it, so the, when you start the next, next game. game yeah you it shows an icon on the map and you can go to oh, okay. it and get your stuff out because right. i was wondering how that worked because in round based zombies it was just like yeah. you came come back and then like you just run to your dead body so right. i didn't know how that was good yeah you just, it shows a cross and immediately it's the first thing it already highlights it for you yeah. so like you just run to it you grab your stuff and you can use all the stuff that match right if you want to I thought that's what you were asking, but anyway. Um, and two more rounds, Pong, I got my three-plate back, got my uh, got nice. my rucksack back, so we're good. we're gravy. Everything's no, good. you're gravy. I'm not uh, gravy. You're gravy. <laughs> you, you, had, you could have played with us today. You're, you're gravy. I'm not gravy. No, I couldn't have played with you today. You're gravy. I'm not gravy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's, yeah. I should have I bought the tombstone. I didn't even think about it when we were by it. Yeah. So, I, I didn't think we were going to have any problems. So, because we were rolling through so easily, uh, we were doing yeah. really well. We got a little so, overconfident with the time, I think. Yeah. Anyway, we did. Well, we didn't know that the check or the uh, yeah, we didn't know was going to be across the map. So yeah, and that they had were we known that, we would have headed that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. How are you doing, Fuzz? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be here with you guys. Man, just looking at Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it these days, and man, just. People are still fixated on arguing that uh, Xbox tax doesn't exist when, you know, evidence is clear in front of their faces. Yeah. We'll Um, get into it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit tonight. I'm going to I'm planning on maybe doing a stream tomorrow. I'm going to going to go a little deeper on that, too. Um, I really haven't had one, you know, um, to talk about that specifically. Uh, But it's the conversation keeps happening and stuff. So. Um, there's somebody that made a video today and I'm kind of feel like I'm, I feel like picking that apart, uh, dissecting it a little bit. So, uh, look, look out for that tomorrow as well. Uh, but yeah, we, I, I kind of wanted to do a couple things. So, um, uh, on boom show today, uh, I was lucky enough to be a guest this morning, um, on breakfast with boom at bright and early 9am our time. Um, and, uh, we kind of shared some things. In gaming and Xbox and stuff that we're thankful for. Uh, but I got to say, chat, I'm thankful for you guys. You guys rock. Uh, this community honestly means so much uh, to me um, and uh, Caitlin. And you guys have really added a lot to our lives over the last few years. So, uh, number one, that's the most important thing. And uh, the family that we have here, too. Right? Uh, Jasper, Fuzzy, Pong, uh, Bob, Game Pass Dad, Psycho. Um, you know, everybody's just been absolutely amazing. Um, and 
uh, for taking part in everything we do for so long. So thank you to you guys too. Appreciate you. And hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see how long everybody can still keep doing this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But like, uh, I want to keep it going for as long as we ever, as long as we can, you know, cause, uh, this is a lot of fun. Hell of a lot of fun. Um, it, but specifically like with gaming and Xbox, like I want to look back to 2023, right? Is there anything that stands out to you, Jasper, that is like the highlight for 2023 for you that you're most thankful for? From Xbox? From Xbox, yeah. This is an Xbox podcast. Fuck everything yeah. else. Uh, I would say them actually supporting the Age of Empires now. Like, mm. it's been kind of like a weird thing where it's never been on console. So, like, I'm kind of glad that Age has been introduced to like a lot more people. Um, so I guess that Age, yeah. Yeah, you, you kind of got some inside stuff this year on Age, too. It was pretty yeah. cool, right? I uh, got to uh, see some things and yeah, check out I, some I don't know stuff. how much if I can talk I don't about know, it. I don't know it's what house. you can say or not, you know, but, like, I thought that was pretty awesome, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and um, we got two different Age of Empires on Xbox this year. That fucking blows my mind. Um, I think the last time that game came to a console was back in, on PS2. Yeah, and there was a DS version too. I don't know if it was after that, but yeah, probably, probably around the same time. Yeah, I would think, right? Uh, but yeah, that's a good one, man. What What about you, Fuzz? Ooh, that's a tough one to narrow down, but uh, I would say just in general, this this year, as far as what's been in Game Pass, what uh, what they've released, Hi Fi Rush came out of nowhere. Uh, Starfield definitely took up a lot of my my playtime and and kind of forced things a bit more just before uh, Forza hit and Forza being, you know, me being the racing fan, that was like a, a, a good way to pretty much take up all of my, yeah. my free time as far as gaming is concerned. But uh, from an Xbox standpoint, just the, the titles that they released first party and everything that they put in game pass uh, this year and, and just the ABK deal that for other reasons, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate that going through this year. But um, just the fact that we now have all of those games in our service, all of those games are going to be, you know, supported and backed by Microsoft. I, I think that's the biggest thing. Just looking forward to, yeah, you know, all the games and 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 time frame from this year and on forward. So, what do you think the future is for Forza Motorsport? Right, like how much? Because I've been thinking about this, right? Because I've been playing the shit out of it too, and. <laughs> I Forza is a game that is amazing in like all the ways that matter, right? And it's but it's missing some things too that could make it kind of put it over the top, right? Yeah. Um what do you think like this is something they're going to kind of just keep overhauling and adding stuff like really adding stuff to or do you think it's going to be pretty much the same kind of thing they did in the past with Forza just maybe expanded a little bit? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think it's going to be a mixture of the two. Like, they're still going to have car packs. They're still going to add uh, tracks, you know, every so often. Although I think they'll do a, a, a good bit more of adding tracks and things like that. But I think this time we'll see some more mode stuff like drifting, drag racing. I think those are definites. I think we even see something with either rally or, or dirt or something along those lines. 
as far as being mixed into it as well. Um, they don't have like a the season co- thing like going on, like a battle pass season, like every three months they rotate a season out. Do they have that? No, they don't really do like a season pass. Now they they've had instead of a season pass, they've had like the car pass where you get a new car every week kind of thing for like I think it's like 18 weeks or something. But um yeah, for the for the most part, no seasons just yet, but they do a weekly thing in uh what do you call them? Um horizon. So they could do something along those lines. The closest that they did in Motorsport 7 was like uh they would have rivals challenges uh where the community would you know beat you know phil spencer's time at a certain track or they would beat one of the uh producers over at turn 10's uh track time and if you do that you would get a car if you were in the top 100 you get an even more limited edition or special edition car so they've had weekly challenges and things like that before but not like a normal season pass kind of deal no, that's what i was saying because it would be like a, it would be a good way to like coming this season we're going to introduce drag racing or whatever and they just have like a whole like month of just like drag racing content drop or something but yeah that, that would be a nice add-on i mean they, they're definitely going to have to do something in the sense of how they introduce those modes because some people by the time the drag racing comes out they may have moved on to just focusing on track racing stuff but um it, it would be a cool way to implement it or or introduce it to the fan base so yeah the reason I was kind of asking you that is like I kind of take a look at what they've done with some of the other games, like and now that they're calling this like games as a service, right, and live service, mm-hmm. like every almost all of them that they have, they've kind of really transformed into something way bigger than it ever was originally, and like they're almost different games now. You know what I mean? And even uh, Halo Infinite's been out for two years, but two years later, it's like insane amount of content, right? Or Grounded, that was just a small team, is now just a completely different game than when it originally started even since its official launch just a year ago um and like at every single one of these games sea of thieves and all that stuff and i just wondered like are they gonna put that amount of effort into this as a games assert you know what i mean like that would be freaking amazing if they did but we'll see i don't know i think the jury's still out um might just be car packs and rotating content and stuff like that but uh well some licenses have recently become available since motorsport games is completely imploding they, they were this company that used to be an online magazine that bought up smaller devs that used to do like nascar stuff and indycar stuff and they're on the verge of going bankrupt so they had they were holding on to these licenses that kind of prevented other teams from making stuff so now that the btcc which is like the british touring car uh championship that's up for grabs now. I think IndyCar is up for grabs. NASCAR was picked up by iRacing, but I don't think NASCAR is worried about doing exclusive only deals anymore. So mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, Microsoft or Xbox has had NASCAR before in Forza, I could see them possibly mixing that in there. And then Le Mans and, and uh, like the World Endurance Car Championship. I could hopefully we see all of those kind of make their way in as like full on like league not really leagues but you know divisions and things like that within in motorsports so that way you have all the cars that are there now and then you might have more focused stuff on just those specific like uh you know types of cars and things like yeah. that so we'll see yeah i mean even like jasper age is they're kind of doing that right like yeah. they they come out, yeah. already came out with expansion like expansion for factions and stuff like that already 
you know, with age two. And, you know, I, I'm sure the plan is for the future to keep doing stuff with age four as well, right? So um, I, I love that model. I, I know some people don't, you know, but, like, it, it depends on the game. Like right. with age, it's not too bad because you can yeah. earn everything and that you're not really paying for anything. But like when it comes to stuff like pay $30 for a fucking skin or some shit, it gets yeah. kind of annoying. Yeah, I hear you there. Uh, I think games that are kind of more focused around multiplayer also or have a large multiplayer component. Obviously, it makes a lot more sense for it, but like you don't want to turn like Hellblade 2 into like a fucking games of service. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but hey, Pong Soul, man. Um, Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. It's just like every week, bro. Um, what the what? Looking back at twenty twenty three on Xbox uh, specifically stands out to the you know you're the most thankful for that. Yeah, I man, we talked about this this morning, Boom yeah. Show, uh, quite a bit. So you know, obviously for me, if I got to point to one specific thing, it's Starfield. Um, right. Um. Bethesda's act, the acquisition of Bethesda and Zenimax. Um, you know, we've been waiting for a while um, to get something, you know, from them directly uh, after that acquisition. And obviously, Redfall hit, and it didn't, you know, didn't land the way we thought it all would. But uh, you know, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't necessarily the big one that I was looking forward to. Obviously, I was looking for Bethesda's next next big game, and it got delayed by a year. It got extra time in the oven to fix some things. And Bethesda made a Bethesda ass Bethesda game, uh, which yeah. I'm the most thankful for. Um, and it was the most polished Bethesda game that they've ever had. And uh, you can sit there and say, well, yeah, it still had bugs. It still had this. It still had this. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Xbox gave them more time, gave Todd and his team more time to get back to work, polish it up even more, um, even though we thought it was going to come in March which it could have, uh, they got all the way um, until September. Yeah. And it shows. Um, it showed through and through in this game. And for me, we don't get those Bethesda games very often. And Bethesda didn't change what they do. Now, some people have held that against them. Some people think that they're antiquated at this point in 2023 that Todd and his team need to come to come to the 2020s. We can't do the same thing anymore. Look. My favorite games of all time are Bethesda games, Oblivion, you know, Skyrim, and even the Fallouts. I, I do enjoy the Fallouts, even though I don't like them as much as, as the Elder Scrolls series. And they were games of the year. They were games of the generations when they came out. They're games that people are still playing today in 2023, all these years later. So I didn't want anything different from Todd and his team, but Todd and his team surpassed my hype. So if there's one thing I have to point to is Starfield because I'm playing it and I've got nearly 300 hours in or over 300, whatever it is now, haven't touched the main storyline, not bored with it. I, I'm just exploring. I just surveyed another planet. Um, it, it, it's just an absolutely incredible experience. And for 2023, that is my highlight of this year. And then obviously, you know, if you want to get bigger and broader a little bit, it's the diversity that Xbox continues to push upon us, which I love. Now, some people might say, well, they don't have that one PlayStation like game. That's fine. That's fine. You guys, you guys can, you know, wait for that. You know, Hellblade 2 is coming and maybe that'll be it. Um, you know, you can say it, but I'll take all the other genres that xbox is giving us right now especially in 2023 over just one of those games 
any day of the week. And you guys brought it up. You know, Jasper brought it up. Age Empires. I mean, again, the resurgence of RTSs, tactical and strategy games, um, is huge, especially in the console space. They're, they've still been something on PC. They're still played on PC constantly. But for niche genres, everybody likes to call it. You know, we look at Baldur's Gate 3 this year, which is an Xbox, but it is coming to Xbox, you know, and they push the bar a little bit higher. But when it comes to RTS specifically, Xbox and Age Empires has been one of the Mount Rushmore's of RTSs. And the fact that they did bring them to console, like Jasper said, finally, is been the greatest of joys, uh, because, again, the more people that get to play those types of games, the more chances we get bigger fans of RTSs. And the more of those games keep coming out for us. Um, so, you know, the fact that they push that along with all these other genres, you got Hi-Fi Rush, which, again, wasn't for me, but it's a rhythm-based game. It was a brand new IP. It came out of nowhere. Original soundtrack. Just absolutely incredible as far as the polish on that game goes and the performance on that game goes. And people loved it. That's the diversity. Big, small, everything in between. That's what Xbox is giving us. And I expect it to be even more since they've got all these studios now. But 2023 was definitely a diverse lineup for Xbox. And listen, they didn't give up on Redfall. And that's the other thing I'm thankful for when it comes to Xbox. We see other publishers, other devs, um, other console manufacturers give up on things when things, you know, when, when, when something doesn't go right, especially in the games side of things. Xbox has continued to prove that they're willing to put the time, resources and money to allow these teams to go back and fix their games and make them what they originally had envisioned or at least try to come close. And so the fact that they're still working on Redfall in 2023 gave us another patch, which was a huge update. Mav and I went back and played through it, um, you know, and obviously we didn't beat it, but we played it for like five, six hours that day. And it was a, it was really fun. It was a really great time. Steel and I had played it on PC before, and I thought that the base was there for something cool. But this update definitely fixed Redfall in a lot of different ways, and they're going to keep working on Redfall. Not that Redfall is ever going to be a giant IP, but that's not what I'm thankful for. I'm just thankful that Xbox looks at it and says, we're not just going to throw it away. It's going to be in Game Pass forever. It is a part of our ecosystem. It does have our stamp on it as an Xbox game. We're just going to make sure that if somebody jumps into Game Pass or picks up Redfall down the line a year, two years, three years from now, when they play that game, it's in the best place possible. And they can say that they got a good experience out of it. That's what I'm thankful for for Xbox this year. They've proven a lot of different things to me this year for sure. Yeah. It's been a big year, bro. Um, yeah. So we're talking about to Starfield, like, yeah. you know, you're saying it's something like I've been thinking a lot too. Is like that is a Bethesda ass Bethesda game, right? Through and through. Um, and there's for some reason some people expected otherwise, or even though they told them that's what it was going to be, or or um, some people think it's not enough of that. Also, right? And I've seen both arguments from the people that aren't big fans of it, and I. For me, it's kind of like if you have people arguing on both sides, like, oh, I want it to be more like Skyrim, right? And then you have other people being like, oh, this formula is tired. I'm sick of Bethesda games. It's like they kind of met right in the middle. You know what I mean? Like, because they didn't necessarily please either side of those people, for sure. Uh, For me, it kind of uh, seemed like like something that different for them and the way it's structured 
because mm-hmm. it's yes. in space, right? Yes. But it still kept the core it's elements still. of what made it makes a Bethesda game a Bethesda game, right? Correct. Correct. So, I mean, it's just it. It's always hard to explain, right? Why certain IPs get a pass? You know, we talked about this. They yeah. can be the same for a very long time. Why? Why? Why were Why were Skyrim and Fallout Four good enough last generation to be considered great games? I know Fallout Four didn't get the the singular praise that Skyrim did. There was some people who did not like Fallout Four. Yeah, but originally. It's, it's even used but, against Starfield. Like, oh, it's right, not like Fallout right, Four. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. People, more people come back around to it. why was it okay back then, but it's not okay now. I mean, again. Bethesda is the only studio that does games like this. I I don't understand. I I get the fact that some people will feel like the exploration is different because it is because of the scope and because of what they had to do with all the planets. And so I can understand how some people can't get into it the way they did with one landmass, as in a Fallout or or an Elder Scrolls, where you just have one solid landmass. You are set free and you just go off and travel. Now it's broken up because you're traveling to different planets. You're doing that kind of stuff. And the procedural generation comes in and some people feel that it's too samesy. For me, all I did was once I started traveling around to the planets, for whatever reason, it just flipped in my mind. And I'm like, no, this is like the same. It's just in different worlds. And the procedural generated content, sure, I come across the same bases, but I also keep coming across things that I've never seen before in 300 hours visiting planets. There's a ton in there. And when I get to those bases, ma'am, and you and I talked about this in the background, when I get to those bases... I like action RPGs. I don't know about you guys. I like action RPGs like Diablo. Yeah. There there's there's a certain grind to mm-hmm. every RPG and that's no different with with Bethesda games. So when I come across one of those, I think of them like a dungeon in Diablo. In in Diablo we run dungeons, the same dungeons 50 over 100 times, yeah. right? That's how I just look at that. Now yeah, again, like the four templates yeah. for the dungeons in Diablo. The, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I've played games like that, so it really doesn't bother me. Would I like to see more? Of course. That was my biggest way complaint. It. Was the yeah. the space activity was lacking? There should have been more stuff in space, dude. That was like my biggest problem. I have zero problem with that, Jasper, because of the way I'm playing with it, right? Because I carry three million dollar bounties everywhere. <laughs> okay, I'm constantly having space combat, and I'm constantly. It's engaged. not just like combat. I'm just like right. EVA, like go out repair a ship, like EVA right. style stuff like that. Like, and I hear you, I hear you. But what I'm saying is, is that. For the way I'm playing it, I don't get bored in space. I I sit and spend days in space because I'm going around pirating people and getting into constant firefights and collecting all the resources and everything I can get my hands on. Again, I understand no game is universally loved, not even Skyrim's universally loved. You can go on Reddit right now and find entire posts of people who claim that Bethesda has been long overrated. They've never been good and all their games should be considered shit, right? (laughs) That's just that's where we're at. So I didn't expect this to hit for everybody, right? That 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 was going to be something different because they were trying something new. I just, again, for me, it was something that caught me off guard as hyped as I was that it could actually top my overall opinion of the game for a Skyrim or an Oblivion, which are my two favorite games of all time. 
I was just shocked that they could surpass that. But with what they did with the Creation Engine 2.0, with the updates that they did to the gunplay, the combat, for their first time ever doing space vehicular combat, to be in the yeah. top three quarters, 75% plus of space games when it comes to feeling of that combat is incredible. Like they did so many things so well in Starfield that that's why for me, it surpassed everything. Yeah. And just the overall package is my favorite game of all time. I, I just, you know, again, sorry, I didn't mean to go on to the no, Starfield, right? but it's 2023. I mean, it's I'm so thankful for it. The it's, beginning it's for that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I can't wait to see what the future holds for, for that game. And it's not a games as a service, right? But like, it's a game yeah. that's going to keep getting updated. They've already done some, good updates on it right but uh with the modding community too yeah you know in like four years when they get like the fourth major dlc out like it's gonna be a completely different game and people are gonna come back over and over again it happens like there's they added they added fishing 10 years later in correct sky correct (laughs) 10 years from now there will be a different conversation that people will be having about starfield like which is fine i mean again yeah. the, the fact that those games last that long should say something yeah. to people but they don't right they don't they they treat them as they don't take it from, we had this conversation when it first happened man for whatever reason with starfield this year in the reviews it was what's missing mm-hmm. versus what's there right whereas in other games Oh, we'll mention what we would like to see, but we really don't count it against it. We're going to talk about all the stuff we absolutely loved about this game, and we're going to review it based upon that. But the Starfield reviews, especially the middling reviews, were more about, oh, I really wanted to see this. Oh, it didn't have this. Oh, I was expecting it to be like this. That's where sometimes I go, why? What is it about now bethesda games that you guys want to do this because there's plenty of stuff missing in skyrim there's plenty of stuff missing in fallouts but you guys didn't focus so much on that yeah, back they, they then you gave a game of the year about like all the stuff correct you do that you can't do in other games right? is, like, is it because bethesda is so stop. damn good at what they do and they've been doing it for so long now that that magic has worn off i'll tell you something the magic hasn't worn off for me one bit when I jump into a Bethesda game, I know it's different get, from everything else lost, that I'm playing. Right? Like it, in, in your correct. own world. It's different. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, that kind of takes to that. I mean, we might as well just discuss a little bit of it here. Like this whole Xbox tax thing. Because like <laughs> the, the biggest game revolving around that is Starfield, right? And and to that I say to when people were talking about it kind of getting snubbed for game of the year, which I think almost every single one of us here, maybe except for Fuzzy, didn't expect it to be nominated for game of the year. Just because it was such a stacked year and how it was perceived from the media, we didn't think it necessarily had a chance with that group, right? Even though we think it may have deserved it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw a lot of the arguments against, like, this Xbox tax and was against the bias and stuff, saying, like, you know, Starfield didn't deserve this or didn't deserve that because of the review scores, right? Well, but... They also, those same people, did acknowledge that there were some really suspect reviews that were in there that actually knocked that down. Uh, namely, uh, one of them was Metro. Um, and then the, uh, another one was Jim Sterling's review, right? Both of those reviews, when they dropped, the score dropped an entire point on Metacritic. The, and those were both late reviews, right? 
So, and you saw it, uh, you could see the score kept updating when those new reviews kept coming in. And then those reviews were just like ridiculous. And those were the most suspect ones out there, right? E even above like IGN seven and those kind of things. Right. So even the people that are arguing that there is no bias, there's no like uh thing against Xbox or no thing against that or whatever, still do acknowledge the fact that those scores were kind of ridiculous and the takes that these people had uh, they had an agenda against Xbox in those specific situations where they're just writing a trash article, right, uh, for clicks. So if if that's actually affecting the score, but then you go and say, but the game didn't deserve it because of the score, then how can you not say that that didn't have an impact on the perception of the game? Because ultimately you're looking at the score, which you have admittedly said to yourself is tainted. If the score cannot be used in any kind of metric for actually judging something now because of the bullshit that goes on within the review, it's in the game's media, but then you go and claim that there's nothing there, uh, that it's all people just making shit up, when the evidence is actually clearly there that it has had an impact, um, and then as much so to where people be like, oh, it's a problem that Xbox doesn't have a game nominated for game of the year uh we're still worried about this brand now oh because you know is this what's wrong with xbox that you know and then they don't have any games of the year this year for the nominees and you're talking about some big people out there in the community and creators out there that are kind of uh, saying this stuff and now people are saying oh but they just need that one game that has that extra umph you know that extra thing starfield was that for me whether it, i i mean what more could we ask for than a game that has the scope and ambition of a game like Starfield? Like, what do you, what do you, what do people want them to create? I mean, that's like one of the most ambitious games ever created yet. It's they're not, it's not enough now because of the Metacritic score, which is obviously tainted from the, some of the bullshit articles and reviews that have uh, counted against it. So it's just like, it doesn't make any sense with how that, and I do think do over think, time it's going like, to change. With Starfield, I think that people were expecting like a mind blowing like experience, but when you had like the transitions between like traveling from each planet to planet, it kind of broke it up so it wasn't seamless. Like if it was seamless, I think it would have done a lot better. But I just, I just feel that like people kind of over expected that, whereas like yes, it's going to be like a seamless universe. You know why though, right, Jasper? Because of all those damn uh, comparisons, which we we called out early on, we try to say it is not that fucking kind of game. We kept saying this, people, people are like it's not No Man's Sky. Why are people so uh, triggered when you're saying it's not like No Man's Sky? And we're like, because it's not like No Man's Sky. You're basically putting fake, false information into people's minds, which inherently will give them false expectations of what the fucking game is. So stop comparing it to a game that's not even anywhere near in the same genre. It has the same setting. That is two completely fucking different things. Yes, you can inherently, because it's in space, do some of these same things, but they are completely different kinds of games. So when people like Destin Legarian out there would be like, I don't understand why everybody keeps uh, saying uh, No Man's Sky is a great game, because you don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. No Starfield is nothing like it. And... Those kind of comparisons, because it was in space and people looking at it, talking about explorations and thinking those kind of games is like, oh, we're going to get that kind of game, but it's made by Bethesda. Oh, this is going to be amazing because it's going to be like No Man's Sky, but also with the dialogue of like 
Bethesda. It's going to be so cool. But when it's not like that, it's all, oh, what? This is missing. Oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could fly to every planet. Oh, I can't land on the planet at all. I can't take off from the planet. I can't, well, I can't do this. I'm going to knock it 30 points from my review score because of these things that never had any intention of being in the game in the first place, right? So that is the problem there. And uh, it that comes back again. It, people forget. Yes, games have high expectations. Game, games have like a lot of excitement and everything. But at the end of the day, it's still a fucking video game. There's limits to what you can do. The, a game can't be every fucking possible thing you could ever dream of under the sun into one package because these are still human beings at the end of the day trying to create this, right? Like, well, and, they, and other games aren't Mav and they still score very well. Yes, so. because they <laughs> are accepting those games for what they are. <laughs> Right. And and I don't, that's you hit, you hit a nail on it. That's what I've always said. Like review Mm -hmm. that game for what it is, not Mm -hmm. what it isn't. And especially a game that gives you as much as there is to do in Starfield. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, to me, that's kind of like an example of what's going on, but like, it's, it's, it's so weird, Mav, because People like Destin, and I like Destin. Yeah, I'm me not, too. I, I really like Destin. I'll, I'll cuss he, out I think, him and call him an idiot, but I, I think still he's like a, the guy. I think he's a good dude. Yeah. But this is the problem with legacy media. It's not just in the game industry. It's everywhere. They feel under attack. They feel like yeah. because of what's happening and smaller content creators now have in some instances, almost equal footing as some of the big legacy media. And in some cases, I mean, we know plenty of content creators that get more I mean, views than like all the legacy people with 10 million together. subscribers right. are almost as much right. as IGN. It's, they exactly. have a bigger voice than the whole fucking company. Exactly. So they get really defensive about this stuff and they cover, you know, they cover for their industry, which is fine. Again, I talked about this, you know, before too, with certain people, Ty guy, Travis has been out here defending IGN for a long time. And I like Ty guy. I don't, I don't have a problem with Travis at all. They're going to defend their livelihood, but, but Destin is not Destin is your classic legacy media member. He tries to be down in the community and he does more videos and he's got his own YouTube channel and he tries to do that. But the problem with a lot of these guys and gals are, is that they, when they, when they talk about stuff that they see going on, they don't understand the full context and you can tell they're not a part of the conversation they jump into the fray when they feel like it's something to do and and destin pretty much said that in his video today he felt like he needed to come talk about this today yeah because the xbox tech comes back to the wider media you guys so of course you're going to feel like you got to jump in today and defend and say it's it's insane he tried to say well i'm not trying to talk bad about people but he kept using the word insane How many insane things have we seen over the past two decades that have been true at the end of the day when the legacy media tried to tell us it wasn't true? Okay, come on, Destin. He's not a part of the community. He doesn't understand the full context. He picks and chooses. He's being purposely obtuse about the subject. He gets close a couple times to actually figuring it out on his own as he's talking, but you can see him shy away from it when he does. The fact is Xbox tax is used in different definitions for certain people. Certain people have specific games like Starfield that they believe should have been in game of the year. I said from long ago, I didn't think, I didn't think it was going to cut the mustard. I didn't think it was going to get in there. 
for me, Xbox tax isn't anything specific, right? It's not anything specific. It's a general feeling about Microsoft and Xbox that is pervasive. Ever since the end of the 360 generation, this is something that's been building up to this moment. Now, of course, a part of it is Xbox's failings. That's always been acknowledged by any of us who talk about this on a regular basis. They lost their popularity that they had coming off the 360 generation. They blew it. But that's all a part of it. Again, the facts are Destin ignores because he says, what is this, some grand conspiracy amongst all the media? No, it's not some grand conspiracy amongst yeah. all the media. It's like lumping Again. it into that one little right. idea is, is a ridiculous thing in the first place, right? Right, and they use conspiracy to shut down conversation. The, the language that is used by the media, you have to be very well aware of. It's also used by people in general when, they're, when they don't want to talk about something. Everybody should start becoming aware of this stuff. They use conspiracy because it, it creates images, and it's been used time and time again in all areas of life now for the past decade to shut down conversation. The facts are it's not a grand conspiracy amongst all media. Okay. Not all media hates Xbox. Not all media has something against Microsoft. Not all media is biased when it comes to reviews in the video game sector. There's that's not, not the case. Secret meeting where they're all getting no, together. No, right? that's cabal. not a cabal. <laughs> it's not some kind of crazy cult. Okay, anti Xbox cult. It's not like that. It's a general feeling amongst a maybe majority, because again, the majority. If you did a poll. I can almost guarantee you, I would bet money if you did a poll on all the reviewers across the globe and ask them what consoles they personally own, I can guarantee you Xbox would probably be in the 30%. I guarantee was going to say 75, 25, but... Yeah, yeah, probably right, lower. Jennifer, somewhere in there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even lower, but that's what I'm saying. So when that, and again, we don't, we'll never know for that's a fact, but I'm saying that I can guess it just from the, again, if you want to go back, look at third-party requests when a third-party game multi-plat game comes out look at the request for playstation review copies versus xbox copies it matches the console sale disparity okay that's just it is what it is that's a fact when you have those facts and most people think of themselves as a playstation gamer when they're not writing a review well of course there's going to be a sentiment there they chose personally to become a playstation player because they probably came up a lot of them not the older ones but a lot of them came up during the playstation era and the older ones were around when playstation one came out and started dominating just like me and we they probably owned every playstation since it is going to affect how they feel about Xbox when Xbox has a bad generation like they did generation. And it's going to be, again, the conversation is how much does it affect things? Even I like subconsciously, like yes, if, yes. You spend, if you spend money in an ecosystem, Correct. you're going to subconsciously favor that. Like, And we see it, Jasper, because to Mav's last point, I know I'm being long-winded here and we just talked about this last week too, but to Mav's exact point, the problem this, this has created is because a lot of these people are PlayStation fans, okay, which is fine. You can be a PlayStation yeah. fan. That's great. They are in the same boat as the loud circus in our community who believes that only the PlayStation third person over the shoulder narrative driven games are the premium experience. That's why all of a sudden 
Bethesda is no longer good enough. Oh, they they had their narrative in there, but oh man, that's such a dated way to do it to focus the camera on the person. <laughs> I'd like a cinematic more experience, you know, like we get with the Sony games. I want Starfield again. To be more like God that of was War. right. <laughs> this is why because this when you have people that do think about sony that way in playstation they've been brought up the same way underneath the same propaganda from playstation that all the players have and you can say well they should be above it they're professionals again that's all long gone the integrity of the journalistic industry is burned to the ground it's gone they're all editorial now they're that's all they are they write editorials they don't care about that anymore so that comes into play when we start seeing these things. And again, you see something like the PlayStation Portal come out. It gets an eight from IGN. And the guy reviewing it admits that you can't go anywhere with it if it asks for you for a code. And yet that's what? you that That's still acceptable so like because it's PlayStation. That's the most basic of features in 2023. But he gives it an eight and says it's great. What the if Xbox made a same device, I would put money down that it would score a three. under eight. Well, I, I was gonna say a six. I can guarantee <laughs> you it between between a five and a six if Xbox did the same thing. And that again is just the Xbox tax. It's it doesn't have to be something specific. There are reviewers out there. Again, Destin pulled up the reviews. We already know there's certain reviewers who don't have a problem with xbox they reviewed forza horizon 5 and gave it a 10 that's great that's fantastic again this isn't an all or nothing thing this is just whether or not it's enough people to affect things overall and again it is in my opinion it is it affects certain scores games do come out get less of a chance because they're not attached to playstation i think starfield would have scored a half a point to a point higher overall had it been on playstation as well as xbox i think all of that plays into it i just i i just don't understand why destin could sit here and he just makes this argument like again he goes to the extreme oh there's some grand conspiracy amongst everybody no of course it isn't destin nobody's saying that okay nobody's saying everybody but you turn it into that to make everybody that has a problem with this or wants to talk about it suddenly seem insane in your words and that's a way to shut down the conversation and i don't like it i think i think it's something that we do have to talk about i even saw people trying to say now i <laughs> i saw some people trying to say now that that Hogwarts didn't make it on on any reason politically. I'm like you, you got yeah, not you guys one nomination, stop. even in like any of the you, action you, adventure you categories. Got what is it? The blind whole, or the, yes. that the whole yes. world's <laughs> politics affected Hogwarts? Yes, because yeah. it, it's political in nature, and if you look the, at the overall industry, it's obviously more people in the journalistic side of things are going to lean that way so yes it does affect a game there, like there Hogwarts. Was journalists that even refuse to review it correct yeah. and correct. It, those that do like are possibly afraid of getting attacked from the other side so it's like yeah fucking correct. they don't want to give it sword. up yes they don't want to speak out <clears throat> sorry i was very long-winded this stuff just gets me irritated yeah and frustrated. It's, i mean how. it's you did Great breaking it down, though, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's blatant to many of us. And then the, the 
ones that want to try and act like it doesn't exist try and pin everything into this narrow version of that that's easily dismissible right right? it's insane at that point yeah i have a good parallel for any of those that want to detract from it being a bias or anything like that look at the automotive industry and how it you know american cars were always the greatest thing since sliced bread and then the 80s and 90s happened and we saw how even the automotive industry or the automotive media started favoring imports. And that continues even to this day with one exception. There's one American brand that they kind of give a pass, but that's a new kid on the block being Tesla. But for the longest time, you know, rightfully so, the American industry was, you know, not in the greatest of space when they were copying, pasting, you know, front ends from uh, a Chevy Cavalier to a Cadillac Cimarron kind of deal. So you had a lot of issues as far as the quality was, you know, lacking a bit. And they were, you know, taking shortcuts, selling you a more expensive version of a cheaper car. As time went on, the imports became more of the, the you know, uh, favored child. But then they started doing the same thing. Like, I'll be honest with you. If you did not know that an Acura was a Honda or an mm-hmm. Infiniti was a Nissan, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, and that uh, Lexus is the Toyota, but they didn't necessarily do the exact type of copy and paste. They did go and add the sound deadening, the leather seats and all that as a standard type of thing. But as, as companies like Buick and and Oldsmobile and and Cadillac started making better quality cars, the automotive industry still ignored that they were actually making gains. So it wound up being a thing where, you know, until the JD Power Associate surveys from owners of those vehicles started coming in, saying that hey, this Buick lasted longer than the you know the Acura that I bought before or the Mercedes I bought before. That's when the media would start to take notice. All right, well maybe the American cars are back, even though for the longest time they wanted to say, oh no, American cars are crap and these cars are better. But yet in some cases, yeah, if you look at the numbers. Tauruses were outselling Accords for the longest time until they stopped making Tauruses. The F-150 still outsells pretty much any uh, other brand of truck, including imports. And, and in some yeah, cases, but you can't all kill a Camry. Well, you can't kill a Camry. Well, you, <laughs> you can kill just about any car. But, but like the quality of a Camry is great. But it's not like the only car that you can buy and it yeah. lasts 10, 15 years if you, you know, perform proper maintenance and things like that. So... There was a, a, a bias amongst all of the automotive media, whether it was car and driver, road and track, motor trend. And they slowly ease things about, like, if it's not a direct competing or competing car, like Corvette doesn't really have that many within reasonable price as far as a competing brand, although they will always pair it against like a Porsche or a Ferrari and stuff like that. But there was no, you know, thing from Toyota as far as like the Supra had died off a long time ago and they just recently bringing it back. So yeah, that one would get a pass. You know, the Mustang doesn't really have direct competition or the Camaro didn't have direct competition over at Toyota or Honda. So that one can kind of get a pass in certain instances. But for the longest time, the automotive industry favored imports because of what, you know, the old big three did that kind of spoiled everybody's outlook on things. And it, it to some extent, still carries over to today. But that goes to show that you can still have media uh, bias from something that occurred maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago, still affect out how things are looked at even to this day, even though those things are no longer an issue, they still carry that grudge against, you know, GM or Ford or, or Chrysler and stuff like that. But 
because people yeah. end up having preferences that they've evolved over time, right? Yeah. And then those preferences are inherently going to change your outlook on other things that are different from that. And that's exactly. just the way it is. And if there's more people that have learned and over time become more preferable of something, when something else comes along, it's not that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I don't really like uh, it's not really my style. I don't really like this or it's missing this. It's not it's not that kind of thing <laughs> that I like, you know, yeah. so I'm going to knock it for that. But like when a game comes out, that is their style. Glaringly overlook the issues, right? Glaringly mm-hmm. overlook the things that are obvious and not discredit or 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 really focus on those things um, the way they should. And that's been our issues where we talked before even this Xbox tax thing started uh, going around. We've been talking about the issues with game reviews and the games media for a long time uh, with instances like this. And it it was games like Jedi Survivor's launch and um, other games in the past that have launched and gotten lower scores when they've been like... It's not just reviews. They leave stuff off of videos. They don't mention Xbox. They... Like either shit on it subconsciously yeah, or like well, within the video itself or like so in the your, thumbnails. To it's your like, thing, I've heard a couple people on this whole Xbox tax thing started coming about this last couple of weeks, Jasper. I've been listening to different shows and people keep mentioning the instance of IGN leaving off Xbox off of the game releases, right? Uh, which they had, they did. And you are the one that actually pointed <laughs> it out to which you got called, uh, like I forget a conspiracy what, theorist, you, you got called a conspiracy theorist from them themselves, just for pointing out the fact that they left Xbox off of the thing. You didn't say, but I, po- it was, I included no context. But I fucking put the photos out there. You no. you did right. not say anything about a grand conspiracy or whatever. You were just like, just do better, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's all you said. I remember you put that. You just uh, wanted just want to do. You just want them to do better, and like. You call that out. It blew up, right? I, Max Scoville ended up calling you a conspiracy theorist, right? Um, I, I remember Three Bit had pointed something out to uh, God. I don't remember which one this was. Is maybe uh, Brian Altano or uh, Dan Stapleton? I don't remember which one. Which one IGN was? Oh yeah, he got into it with Dan. I think is it Dan yeah. Stapleton. It, yeah. He ended up saying something like to him, and it, it was a pretty innocent thing as well. And then he was like. Stop it! Like it'd be helpful if you didn't rage tweet or something like that. Or like rage yeah. tweet? Like do you know Three Bit? He like doesn't rage at all. He just was pointing out a flaw in your system. But these fuckers are so over defensive and think that they can do no wrong, that their shit doesn't stink, that they don't make mistakes, or that they are such objective, unbiased people, and they know how to do their job. And they'll that the you you guys are all crazy for thinking this exists. Yet you do that shit that it's so easy to point out and you do it over and over and over again. And then when the game of the year awards come out, Oh, who's fucking surprises it that certain games don't get nominated for certain categories because these are the fuckers that are voting for it. Right. That is the issue. And it's not about us, Mav. And that's the other thing that I hate that Destin. Yes. Again, whenever they talk about this, they act like, Oh, we'll just, 
stop going to those people and reading their yeah, articles. Stop. It's not stupid as shit. It's, like, it's the Xbox tax doesn't affect those of us who understand what the hell's going on. <laughs> That's not who it affects. <laughs> it affects the wider audience, Destin. And you should know this. IGN is not just relegated to our little community on X. Okay, Destin, you know this. It goes out worldwide. There are people who have never heard of our community, millions that look to IGN as one of the professional sites that they go to for their information. That's where it starts to affect the wider audience. And like I said, for me, I could care freaking less. I think Starfield is my game of the year. It's a game of the generation. My favorite game of all time. Do you think the reviews affected me? Of course they didn't. Do they do I do you think that anybody on Twitter affected my feelings about it? Of course they didn't, because I'm in this community. But I'm an enthusiast. But it could affect the perception of the game to the wider audience. Absolutely. Why does that? That's where it happens. Why does that matter? Why does that matter? Because those are the people that have to be caught, that have to come into the ecosystem willingly, because again, that translates into more sales, that translates into more engagement. And then at the end of the day, that means that Bethesda, not saying that this isn't going to happen already because it was a success, but just take any game that this happens to, but that leads to more of those games being made. So again, if I am a fan of a certain IP or a certain developer, yes, I'm going to take notice of this stuff. And yes, I'm going to speak out on it because it's not about me. I'm already dead set in my ways. It's about the wider casual audience that doesn't know any of this stuff, that thinks that IGN is always right. And they go to them to be told what game to go play or their friends read IGN and tell their friends what games to play because IGN said, this one's a nine. We've got to go play this game. It happens. It does. It happens as much as we like to laugh at it. It still happens to this day. And that's the stuff that they miss Mav. They always act like they don't understand what that does. Don't watch the awards. Then who cares about the awards or entertainment? 3 million people watch the freaking awards. Not every one of those people are enthusiasts. There's a whole lot of people that don't pay attention to gaming news until the game awards come around. The same thing happens with the Oscars. The same thing happens with any awards ceremony. You get more people in watching that. And does it have an effect? Yes, it does. It absolutely 100% does. They're not meaningless. They might be meaningless to those of us that understand and that already are here and talk about this stuff and pay attention. Absolutely, of course, but not to the greater yeah. audience. And these people know that, but they all ignore it when they talk about it. There's stuff. a reason why these companies put game of the year edition on the boxes and Correct. stuff like that. Correct. Mm-hmm. And why right. they're bonused off of it. Like, again, it's not. <laughs> it's like, it, it's easier yeah. to sell a game that's widely perceived as a great game. Right. Correct. And, and, and when a game is perceived that way, and it has long, maybe it has longer legs or whatever. Uh, and uh, word of mouth is good, and you know does better than expectations, and all these things, and doesn't feel like the world's against it, right? You might get more of those games, like Pong said, right? You get you imagine Baldur's Gate three came out this year, and the and imagine that everybody like, man, this is like turn based, it's like old school, like this is a mm-hmm. dead formula, and all these reviewers mm-hmm. gave it like a it's six. Archaic. Do you think yeah. we would see like this much investment again into like, a game like a Baldur's Gate three? 
No, it was a success. One reason why is because of the perception that was permeated out by Games Media about how great the game was. And that gets into the uh, word of mouth and like, oh, but this game is potentially going to win Game of the Year. It's like a, a masterpiece that's getting tens everywhere. Gotta like, play it. That word of mouth like spreads and it, t- it turns into another monster, right? And, and then a Ubisoft an comes along as like, we got to copy that shit. How do we do that? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Ubisoft comes along as like, we're going to put ads in the middle of our games now. That's a great yeah. idea. And, but like when, when certain <laughs> kinds of games have success yes. and stuff, it yes. does create it breeds. Yes, it creates opportunity for other people to do things in the same kind of genre. And- Larian would have laid off most of their staff. Larian wouldn't be talking about their next big project going big. None of that would be happening. It is a ripple effect. It, it Again, it, it's not personal. It's just it has a wider effect. And the media knows this. But they play dumb when right. they want to try to call out the community and start calling people insane and conspiracy theorists to try to shut well, down just, the conversation. It's just one person's opinion. It doesn't. Why, why just ignore them? Yeah. Fuck well, you, the, fuck the thing you. that cracks me up also about the media is they pick weird times to act yes. like the public is dumb. So yes. remember all of the controversy about the Series X and Series S and how right. grandma might not pick up the right console. Yes. And oh, it's so confusing. But yet they don't really put into great detail that the PS portal is a it, it requires a PS5 to even be able like to a use play it. device. I think it's a fucking actual mini PlayStation. Yeah. So so they, <laughs> they, they, you know, they they make up this narrative that somehow this other console is so confusing that anybody that goes to buy it's going to obviously pick up the wrong one. But yet this device that they're, you know, in the in the age of handhelds between the Steam Deck, the ROG Ally. Uh, the Legion, the Lenovo Legion, and all this other stuff. Here comes the PS Portal, and they're like, "Oh, it's an eight. And you know, the only thing is that that's a problem is when when you go to do Wi-Fi, you can't fucking use it outside your house. <laughs> but but are they really pushing or driving the issue home that you need the PS5 first? So this is not just a two hundred dollar purchase. This is a five or seven hundred dollar purchase if you don't already have a PS5 kind of thing. No, of course not, because that that would be too much into detail and and it's like they purposely ignore that aspect to the bait the the fan base that they think are so confused on namings of of consoles but something like that they're like oh no they'll they'll figure it out yeah it's that's you know it's a good point for for that specifically i think there's like a um i think it's almost a responsibility for a company to uphold the value to the consumer uh, that they're selling their brand to, you know what I mean? And sometimes these companies get so big or so cocky or, or whatever that instead of doing stuff that adds great value to the consumer, instead it's taking advantage of their consumer and taking advantage of the will that they've gained by doing great things in the past and stuff. And uh, for the features that were left out of that device, that is the things where it screams that it's taken advantage of um, for the price point to pretty much just only be a remote play in your house kind of thing without all the extra stuff, not even fucking Bluetooth, right? <laughs> uh, that is the kind of things you look at it be like, that's strange. And the thing is, able, the Bluetooth, able to put out the Bluetooth like chip that. is in there, but they disabled it. So really? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that is even, oh my God. It's okay. even worse. <laughs> yeah, because they don't want to pay the fee, probably, right? Or because they wanted to sell more headphones. Yeah. You can't even use the 3D pulse on it. 
their own headphones you can't even use. Yeah. They want to sell those you have to get the new ones. They want to sell yeah. those $200 earbuds, Correct. right? Correct. Not that you have to, right? But that's going to be the best thing to use for this device. You know, it's going to be like, hey, and it goes great with the with the $200 pair of earbuds. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. go get those things. It's going to work great on this PS Portal. Um, when the, all these kids open it up for Christmas and realize, hey, what am I going to do with this fucking thing? I don't have a PS. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if like in like a year or so they enable the Bluetooth, like how the switch did it, like where it's like the switch like a year later enabled it. So you could use other headsets and stuff. They just want to sell their $200 headsets first. And then we'll see. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Like it needs more functionality, man. Like, you know, if it's not going to get that, called out. Oh my God. That, that should be another class action lawsuit. Yeah. Not only are they getting sued in the EU or whatever for the, the store thing, but if they turn that on and then I can use my current, you know, uh, headphones or the, whatever the, the 3D ones for my PS5, then yeah, that, that needs to be a class action lawsuit. Yeah. Like, no, it's, no way fans or butts about it. <laughs> you know, it's just interesting. I mean, you, you really look back at this year that Xbox had um, in 2023, and I honestly don't feel like they've gotten anywhere near the amount of credit for the amount of games and great experiences and updates and all these different things that we've gotten this year so i kind of want to go back and look at things starting back with the surprise that we got in january is the dev direct um this really kicked the year off i think to a great start we got to think about where we were at the time right (laughs) we were in 2020 we just left 2022 we just had the game awards they weren't at the game awards they had the whole 12 month lineup at the e3 showcase right then there was no like mention of, or we started getting worried about are these games even going to hit the twelve month window, right? And it's like this is kind of concerning, you know. We were we would like to play some damn games at some point, right? And where are they? Uh, how come you're not showing anything? How come you're not showing anything at your shows? Uh, all these kind of things, right? And they come out in January, beginning of the year, swinging with the Dev Direct, and that automatically right now right there at that show that set the momentum for this year in 2023 we had great show showcases for different games at that event plus we got a shadow drop of our first first party game from xbox in 2023 which was a surprise uh hit uh both critically and also um sales wise i don't think they actually expected it to do as good as they did as it did uh was hi-fi rush Right. And um, man, that's I think that set momentum really good. What about you guys? Yeah, that definitely kicked off the, the year. Um, I, I would say going from the like the lows of 2022, as far as uh, only having like one really first party game release and then, well, not really just one. They had like, um, uh, what was it? Grounded did its 1.0 release and mm-hmm. a, a couple other expansions and things they did that year. But it was at the low of lows, I guess you could say for that point. But yeah, that, that uh, showcase was like everything that we've been, you know, asking of them as far as how to do a showcase. Don't waste time as far as going into all the details from the devs and things like that. Just show the games, show the devs, showing the games and, you know, just keep it, you know, nice and concise and not have it where you have like influencers or or other personalities you know talking and taking breaks and whatnot that that uh dev direct was like a perfect culmination of everything that they've learned over the years as far as how to do a showcase and yeah you know seeing updates on on 
uh forza updates will uh redfall but that that that's a different story we'll get into um i think it was what age of empires also there and then uh i think they made mention that starfield wasn't going to be there it was going to get its own direct so you already had the update for that but uh yeah overall it was it was like a perfect showing to get everything started and they they've been hitting the ground running ever since so yeah right on man um i want to get to the super chat real quick yeah baby farva with the ten dollar super chat appreciate you says uh destin knows when we talk about the xbox tax we're not talking about some grand conspiracy he's trolling for the engagement shameful because i'm sure most of his channel subs are xbox players that's a good point i did see a lot of comments that were like are like they didn't really like the video on his on it. i almost left a comment maybe i did i don't remember but i was like mm, these people are kind of letting destin have it here uh thinking he didn't really see the point they didn't really like his arguments there um I, I plan on going live and kind of breaking it down and kind of picking it apart a little bit and giving my take on some of the things that he said. Um, but I think even a simple video like that, right? Um, not to help bring up this whole can of worms again, but I did forget <laughs> the chat. So, um, but I think even a video like that can still be seen as like a anti-type Xbox thing. You could just simply ignore it, right? But it's for the engagement and all the stuff. He instead he's calling Xbox fans crazy, right? Yeah. So, you know, just think about that. You know? And he he brought up in the video like just like PlayStation lineup is hurting this year. It's like, yeah, we've, we've been, been talking that. about that for a long time. <laughs> How come IGN isn't talking about it, Destin? That's what we want to know. How come there aren't articles from IGN to be like we're concerned about Sony and PlayStation in twenty twenty four? That this doesn't drive the I, engagement they I've want. I've seen so many articles from uh, websites like IGN in the past about Xbox. Mm-hmm. Because that drives. Where are it. they? Where, 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 where the fuck are they? Huh? And again, it's not about excusing. I've seen other people in this community that you know are on that side of things. You know, some people that we personally know and, and podcasted with say that it's it's not as bad as that, and they don't believe in that per se, and that it's an excuse or you're whining. If you do it, that's not it at all, because, again, you can you can absolutely 1000 percent still criticize Xbox. And yes, absolutely. I think we've all said it here multiple times or time and time again when we had these discussions that Xbox is the one that has to control their destiny. They are the ones that have to get the mind share back. It is up to them to put out good you know, good to great content on a consistent basis. We talked about that for years, especially during 2022. Right. We talked about this, what they were doing to the brand, like how it was going to hurt them. Yes, it's ultimately on them. But again, just because it's on them to make the climb doesn't mean the climb has to be up a freaking 90 degree angle on a mountainside. <laughs> right. That that's not. You that, 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 respect, right. That's what death. That's what Destin was kind of saying in his video was that, that they got to earn it. I'm like. No, 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 no. Again, credit should be given when credit is due. That's yes. what we're saying. Like the that, one that, review for what game right. was it where they were like, oh, Hi-Fi Rush. It was Hi-Fi Rush. It was a, Correct. I think it was it was a PC gamer, I think, uh, yes. or, Met, or Metro, one of the one of the horrible websites. Um, actually <laughs> said they gave Hi-Fi Rush a lower score. Yes, because it had. Because yes. Xbox had no games in 2022. Correct. 
stupid. The fucking and that counts against it. Yeah, I'm, it, maybe Somehow. it would have gotten a ninety or or higher. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like those and, things. And that's matter. the thing. Don't they have a seat at the table for the game awards? Don't they have a seat I'm at the sure table for Metacritic? Mm-hmm. I mean that that should automatically like disqualify. Well, I can, them can imagine as being... what the Metro motherfuckers look like. They're probably those little sleazy like bench sitters that just like sit there and pick their ass all day and you're like oh what kind of stupid shit can we say today it's gonna get us a lot of clicks and attention they're the uk yeah. version of jason schreier mm. 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 yeah good shout do they get any news good shout <laughs> um anyway all right so yeah. Yeah, we're not gonna go backwards. Let's keep going. Forward. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> we're going backwards to go forward. Yeah, we had a whole fucking year to cover here. Yeah, God. let's go. All let's right. Go. So, uh, Goldeneye also dropped is what it was. We we thought that was a lazy, crappy port, and yep. it turned out that was because Nintendo game. fucked him. Yeah, it wasn't Xbox. <laughs> um, Age of Empires Two Definitive Edition dropped on January thirty first. Um, we played the shit out of this for a while. We did. We really got into yeah. it, and it was awesome. Already yeah. in January 2023 was a completely different story because we had two badass games to play in the first month. Don't worry. I'm bringing my army over. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho, where are you at? Yeah. Uh, I, I, got, I, got my, I got my trade shop up. I'm running carts. <laughs> <laughs> got any army? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I, I need to start building an army? Yeah, it's like an hour into the match, Psycho. You might want to start making some soldiers or something. You know, we're fighting we wars, were trying to so send hard, our bro. shit over to your base to keep you from <sighs> dying. So freaking funny. God, we had so many nights of just pure laughter. Oh, oh my God. it's so good, it's so though, good. man. <laughs> yeah, but then the one time when his shenanigans would have actually paid, him, paid off. <laughs> when we forced him not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> to build the wonder. Yeah, he yeah, built the yeah. wonder and saved all of us because we had yeah. this match that was just fucking ridiculous. And, well, we uh, didn't know we were going to take forever to break through the forest. Remember, right. we were playing in that one where you got to break through the forest. There's actually a God, barrier. There so many fucking trees on that <laughs> <Yeah>. map. <laughs> but... We talked, it was like, don't, we, we all, no, psycho, like, don't do no, that. Psycho, don't we don't want to be a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not going to win that way. Yeah, yeah we want to fucking use our, all of our armies that we built, you know? And then the AI wins with a wonder at the end because we couldn't break through fast enough. <laughs> when we saw that, awesome. we were like, shit, oh, you know? Shit. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. It was awesome. Oh, so many times. good stories out of that. Yeah. Uh, we need to start playing some, some more. We do. Zach goes <laughs> no. in the chat. And he said that was bullshit. Aren't you supposed to be working, man? <laughs> Are you supposed to be working, bro? Black Friday. How do you even have time to get on your phone, I don't know. bro? Did you ever get any? Did you ever get any help today, Psycho? Uh, that's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, it's it fucking awesome game. Anyway, I'm glad yeah. a lot of people yeah. played it too. There's one point yeah. where Phil Spencer also had said that more people were playing that. Yeah, I think it was a than, Gamescom it? than Hi-Fi Rush. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Um, we had uh, Forza Horizon 5 Rally Adventures hit in March, uh, which was the second expansion to Forza Horizon 5. Um, fun content. I honestly uh, didn't play too much of it. Um, yeah, I didn't just, either. There was just a lot of other stuff at the time to play, and I'd already played a shit out of Forza Horizon 5 for a year and a half or so. so. Um, and then also in April... We had got um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh yeah, uh, came to Xbox. So we're our, we're only four months in, right? 
And we had got Age 2, a Hi-Fi Rush, uh, a good size expansion for Forza Horizon, um, and also Ghostwire Tokyo. That's not a bad first four months. No. On any platform. Um, then moving on, uh, we had Redfall in May. That mm-hmm. was a... They, well, actually, sorry. I skipped one. Minecraft Legends in April. Yeah. Also. Uh, so that's four, that's five five games already, I think. By Four in a DLC. Four in a DLC, right. Um, by, by April, right? So that was pretty awesome so far. You're talking about um, Minecraft Legends, which we played a little bit of. We thought it was kind of fun. We, I mean, we didn't mm-hmm. get like super sucked into it or anything like that, but it was a pretty good time. I don't know how well the game is doing at all. I haven't been keeping up with it. Um, but it, if you like strategy games, it's a fun time to check out. I am curious if they've added anything to it or anything like that. Um, Especially if you're a beginner, right? Yeah, Especially if you if you just want to try a stra- an RTS type game, a strategy game, it's a good one to start right there. It's like very yes. RTS like. Yes, yes, yes. very light. It, it kind of seems a good like introduction, a, a entry point maybe for kids into yes. kind of sort of a strategy game, Correct. right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, then going into May, we had Redfall. The Xbox had been building up this momentum, right? And then Redfall was a release that you know had a lot of marketing. You know, it was the first big game to drop in a long time you know for xbox it had been over a year right for a big like triple a type of game to drop and so we had a lot of expectations and hype for redfall and it dropped it had dropped in the state that it was in um and that that was a smashing of that momentum i feel like that was that was the low point for xbox this year right that's when the whole King David Holt line came th- uh, came yeah. from and all that stuff, which was awesome. A lot of cool stuff came came from that, right? Uh, but at that time, it was like mm, it was time for that. Like, and you were hearing the CMA news yeah, and shit that was like bad. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of that around that same time. You're right. Um, so around then, it was like, oh, is ABK deal going to happen or not? You know, Redfall came out again. It's like, oh, this, they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. You know, when they have the opportunity to really go for it and grab something. Uh, but ultimately it came out, you know, it was like, you know, Phil, Phil stood up there and he did an interview like right after that game dropped, right, on Kind of Funny. And it had already been planned. And he stood up there and he took it on the chin and he was like, yeah, um, we can't have this, right? Like, I'm not happy right now. I'm not going to be happy, Phil. I'm going to hear it be miserable, Phil, because that's the mood I'm in right now. And he kind of laid out like some of the things that could have potentially went wrong. They didn't have their eyes on enough at Arcane. They kind of just left them alone a little bit too much, he said, and kind of had a learning point from there. Now, lots of people loved Redfall when it came out. Um, I really had a horrible time trying to play it close to launch. Uh, um, But one thing that's happened with Redfall since is there's been great updates and they did get to finally the 60 frames patch. They've added other updates. They've added more enemies and all these other things. And I can honestly say that now today it is a fun game, right? Like me and Pong played uh, quite a bit. Like he was talking about earlier in the year uh, for the people that just want them to move on from games, right? Just, Oh, if it's a bad game, just, you know, kill it, move on into something else. I will never understand that you released a product, right 
if it didn't live up to expectations, you should try and support it, and which they do at Xbox. Right? I think it's still up in the air for Redfall, though, because they got to do like the contractual like DLC stuff that they promised. And after right. that, I think it's probably going to be like we're just going to keep it running, but like not add stuff to it. Well, they, they there's quite a bit of content that they have planned for the Hero Pass or whatever that they're doing. So they have those. Um, but you know, I, when Pete Hines was still with Xbox, what he had said was like, "That's a game that's going to live forever in Game Pass, right?" So they need it to be good. And that's one thing when Microsoft does acquire these companies, Microsoft and Xbox have a track record, right? You can say it's a bad thing as well because sometimes the games don't come out in the best shape at times. But over time, they like evolve and become these monsters, right? Um, I want them to keep trying with Redfall and keep supporting it. And you never know, man. Like it's not, I don't think it's ever going to be like a, this huge game that everybody's loving and playing or anything like that. But it can turn into something that people go and revisit and have a better. I, I kind of treat it as like a crackdown three situation where like they just do enough to like keep it running. Yeah. Crackdown three is one they, uh, you know, they, they need to go back and even do some like it, I want them to do a, a 60 frames update on that one. They, I don't think they've done that yet. on crackdown. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that would help that game somewhat. Even though I do like Crackdown 3, it's kind of fun. I think yeah. it got got shit on a little bit too much, you know, for it it is what it is, you know, it's that kind of game. Um It was a better Saints Row than Saints Row. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Um, even though I had fun with Saints Row at launch, but like it just didn't know it didn't it didn't hold my attention. Um so let's see that we got uh Age four in August. So two Age of Empires games on console in the same year. That's pretty damn crazy. Right? Um Yeah. And you know, things just keep getting better. Uh the Quake 2 remaster was another shadow drop that they had. Oh, and the Age was a shadow drop on console. They didn't previously announce when that was going yeah, to happen. Yeah, it was at Gamescom. Right, so they had at this point they had three shadow drops, with a Quake Two remaster, Age Four on console with the definitive edition, which I count that as a release because they did a lot to aid. It's a it's a different game on console with the controller support and the way they did things. They made a lot of changes uh, comparatively to the PC version, so they did a lot of work on that. Um, it is the same name, obviously, but it plays differently than it does on PC. Um, they've changed the way mechanics and uh, economic stuff works and all this kind of stuff within that game. Um, then we had uh, Starfield in September, which was the moment we were all waiting for. Um, then the media kind of shit on it a little bit, you know. Um, this was the time when I felt like, and I don't know if you guys feel like this, like I thought Xbox really had a huge. Like and I still think I think Starfield's a win. I do think it's a huge win. Right? Yeah. But this was the time I, I felt like when I saw Starfield and was playing it, I'm like, man, they killed this shit. There's like no way that people are not gonna fucking give them their flowers and kudos to this game, right? Like, cause it is like epic. It's a fucking Bethesda ass RPG like times ten that was like better, like really good graphics especially on pc but also had uh 
good pretty good performance with that frame rate was really actually smooth um even for the series x uh version that was locked at 30 but like just how big it was and everything you could do but then like it just and it wasn't necessarily even because of scores and stuff it's just like there was so much talk and negativity about the game that it drowned out the success of it that's why i went i was so battling all that negative attention it was getting at launch like why are we talking all this negative shit about this fucking great game all the time like i just didn't understand it uh i still don't but i don't know i think starfield was and should be seen as a huge success for them and i think it will be for the future what do you guys think oh definitely like it i think a lot of that noise was just because it wasn't on another platform and and that side feels like the game was stolen from them, so they they had to make some sort of, you know, negative noise about it to kind of, you know, counter all the people that were having fun with it, since the only way they could have fun with it was via YouTube. So, you know. Even even the negative, like the negative stuff that was coming out, it, it still became a positive because you had more people from other ecosystems looking at the Xbox ecosystem, even if they were looking at negative stuff. So you had more eyes. Yeah on Xbox itself and, at and the end the, of the day. It just was smashing records and player count and all this kind of things too that like it was that wasn't getting talked about by that same media that was like shitting on it like about the hey there's actually a lot of people playing it and a lot of the people that I still talk about like some of this negative stuff or I hear them on podcasts or something and they'll be like yeah it just it wasn't really like didn't really hit it you know wasn't a home run you know or like this then I look at like the the time played on my uh, Xbox when I look, I looked today at my time played. Cause I just wanted to see like uh, where I stood up, you know, and I have over six days in Starfield. Right. <laughs> um, which for me, that's a lot, you know, and I played the shit out of it, but I, I took a break a couple months ago and started playing a lot of these other games. Once Forza Motorsport came out and stuff. Um, and I see these people like I'm number 47 on my friends list on playtime. Number 47 on my friends list. And Caitlin's number one. No, she's number three. <laughs> she's number three. On my friends list, I'm number 47 out of like 200-something, 300-something people. I don't know exactly how many it is, but like with over six days played. And yeah. I looked and like I saw some names on there, people that are kind of just like, uh, you know, it was a good game. I, I, I like it, but it just wasn't that good. Have like 13 fucking 14 days up there, up with the, in the top four or five on that list. You know what I mean? Like, it was and, all right. And that game came out in what we said September. So yeah. it's only been out two months, a little over two months, right? And these guys that are still saying it's just kind of mediocre or whatever have over 13 days played on it. What does that? In what world does that make sense? Psycho's in the green room, by the way. Oh, is he? He's home. Yeah. I mean, I, I've played a lot of mid games for a long time, so. But you're still if you're, you're enjoying it, if you're playing it that yeah. much, right? It's grabbed you. That's my that's my point, though. It's like if you're playing something that much, like, and you can look at all the flaws, but obviously mm-hmm. they did a lot right. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. It, 
and I don't understand that's the Call of Duty thing too. We can get into that later, right? But <laughs> yeah, like, I was gonna say you forgot two other bigger games this year: Diablo and Call of Duty. <laughs> which, yeah, I, I was gonna go to that side uh, in a little bit. Um, welcome to the show, Psycho. <laughs> What's up, guys? Wow, what a freaking! You sell lots of video games today, bro. Bro, what was your biggest? You what, was your, what was your biggest seller? Are you allowed to say? Was it a Spider Man? Spider Man Two? No, Final no. Fantasy Sixteen. What was it? City bought five portals. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Hello Kitty. I, I mean, it's it was a mix between, um, you know, it was just like a spread out of PS Five games and things like that. Uh, but I sold out of my uh, Series X's. And series S's, um, and I have quite a bit of my PS fives. Um, they they had a so, like sixty dollars off of the Spider Man two bundle, right? Yeah, it's five hundred. So the that and um, the Modern Warfare three slim because Spider Man is a, a slim and Modern Warfare two is slim, and um, those are five. The standard OG PS5 was 450, and all of and all the Xboxes were 50 bucks off. Uh, didn't matter which one you got. Uh, so I sold out all my standard uh, Series Xs and my Diablo 4 Series Xs, um, and then uh, the Series S was uh, 250 with. Uh, the three months game pass did you did you have a lot of inventory of consoles or did you Mm -hmm. just have okay yeah that's good to know that you know anyway yeah sold a lot more uh xboxes uh this black friday versus uh playstations because a lot of people are not i I hardly i hardly (laughs) well we were giving um like 400 if you traded in your old ps5 towards the slim they were giving you like four hundred eight bucks. Yeah, but that's yeah, it's the a, same fucking thing. But that slim is ugly as shit, and it, yeah, it, it's it, almost it, like a step it doesn't down. really have any benefits. So it's like, what's the point? Well, and you know what I mean. A lot of people were reading up, and like they're hearing that it's overheating and stuff, and that they're like, the not nah. yeah, yeah, because they they did take out a lot of the uh, cooling solutions. Uh, it's literally it's. Um, it's a copper pipe that comes up with a heat sink that's mounted to this metal shroud that goes over the entire uh, motherboard uh, on both sides. Um, as before, if you noticed that there was like this huge uh, heat sink. Yeah, that was in the and, original one. They've even modified yeah. it since then on the other two revisions. But yeah. Yeah, it's like dr- drastically smaller. Um, so I'm like, okay. I mean, they did, um, like try to redesign the, um, the fan, the airflow, you know, with the, the, the console, but yeah, a lot of people weren't interested in getting the, uh, and and with uh, the getting the slim and, um, and then they had, you know, they're like, Oh, does it have a vertical stand? No, that's extra. That's 30 bucks. And it it was, yeah, it was just funny. Well, I hope you had a good day today, man. I know you've been no. like working your no, ass I did. off, so 
No, um, dude, it, it sucked because <laughs> truthfully, um, you know, I had help uh, for a little bit, um, but uh, I freaking, uh, they, um, I won't say what they did, but, um, but yeah, the online orders, holy shit, dude, they were popping off all freaking day long. And the guy that was helping, he's new and he was like molasses. And I'm like, bro, you're like 20 something years old. Let's <laughs> pop it up there, buddy. Like <laughs> grab the games, put them off to the side. You know, and just, hold on, I gotta film a TikTok real quick. <laughs> and just get a fucking get a stack going. What it's like then, to work at GameStop on Black Friday? Here we go. Thanks everybody tuning in. No, dude. No, I oh. don't recommend it to anybody, but yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, it's been crazy. And um very interesting. I'm like I my whole Xbox section is like almost empty. Um, except for you know, the the older games and stuff like that, but um Xbox One is is still it was it got some pickings, but um, mostly it was like Switch and Xbox. This is Black Friday. I guess all the work you've been doing with your community there at GameStop's been paying off. There's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. Then everybody's here. Um, anyway, so I, we got a couple super chats to get to here. Uh, Jax eighty two with the five dollars super chat says. Phil put in the work this year, bringing games to Game Pass, uh, partnerships with studios like Sega and Capcom, now Square Enix supporting his studios. Yeah, for sure. And that's stuff we're not even really going through. We're just talking about first party. Uh, but if you add all the other stuff, like it's absolutely insane, right? How, how many things came to Xbox this year? Like you could look at the uh, Monster Hunter thing that was earlier in the year. Uh, then you had um, Exo Primal hit Game Pass. You had Wo Long. Hit Game Pass, you know. Um, fuck. Uh, there's even some. Uh, there's even more recent ones. Uh, Persona Five Tactica just hit. City uh, Skylines Two. City Skylines Two. I mean, Lies of P. Lies of P was a big one. Uh, that's nominated for awards at the Game Awards as well. Uh, there's just so many things that hit Game Pass Day One this year. Atomic um, Heart, which everybody yeah, Atomic Heart. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> one too, man. You see the new like DLC trailer for that? It's like a Candyland looking. Thing. Yes, it looks cool as shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I it would be hard pressed to actually remember all these bigger yeah. type games that hit Game Pass Day One, but there was a substantial amount of games either recently released or like less than a year old or so, or um or brand new Day One games hit Game Pass this year. Ma- Mav, you do side note. You did see that Dune Spice Wars is coming to console next week on Game Pass. I right? saw that, yeah. Bro. <laughs> and I Another. have some questions for you about, Are you serious? about that one. Yeah. Yes. Dude. Oh yes. my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for all these <laughs> goddamn games. This is, there's never been a year better for Xbox or, or Game <laughs> yeah. Pass than for right. us on this panel. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like and, and we love these fucking strategy RTSs and, and all love these kind it. of things, man. It's like yeah. insane. Um Bold Alpha Wolf Pack with a $20 super chat. Super appreciate you, Bold. Uh, saying, I'm always hearing Xbox will get to a point they aren't deniable. If Starfield didn't do it for the media, I don't know what will. 2023 was that year for me, man. Yeah, I. that's what I was kind of saying. Like, before I... Starfield, I didn't understand it. Like, how much negativity at that time was coming out about that game. I was like, why are we doing this? Why is this happening? And it's like, if it, what is it going to take? You know, like that game was fucking great, you know, and maybe not everybody 
super loves it, but it didn't get the appreciation enough for what it was. Right. And that's what confused the hell out of me. So I I don't know what it's going to take. You know, I think it's going to be a culmination of, um, about, you know what a goddamn what I'm not goddamn it, all right? A culmination, col- yeah. Col- culmination. Col- there you go. God damn That's it. it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be a culmination of having uh, avowed hitting, um, being really no bugs and really done and polished well with Hellblade 2 and then followed into um, Fable. And I think if those three games are done well, I'm not saying Fables next year, but whenever they decide to drop it, either in the first half or second half of 2025, uh, at least those two games in, in 2024, among all the other stuff that's coming out, um, is going to be a, a force that they cannot just sit by and do what the the media's been doing um, it's it's not going to be like a singular game that does it it's going to take a, like a generation Multiple. at the end of the generation yeah. or the next generation well, that's when you start seeing think, that mindshare switch that i think by time. fable i think yeah. by fable they they see how gorgeous it is and how well it uh, how well the story is and how well um you know the gameplay and everything is um and they're what can they diss about it? Uh, it it's a game pass that it, it just that, that, gonna, that right there is even even if it's a ten out of ten game, it won't matter. It, it, you have to have like repetition with that. Where that's what I'm like, saying. Over Those the years, like it's not going to be one time thing where it's like going it's going to switch everyone could shift. Um, and and if they an Xbox continues to hit on the mark, then we will see. Um, we will definitely see a, a lot of people shifting uh unless it's dan stapleton and he's gonna stand his ground um because he doesn't like the fact that xbox got bethesda and abk now yeah um you know what honestly i'm just gonna be straight with you on what i think it'll take for xbox to start getting that respect from the media it's for playstation to start fucking up so bad and, and keep this path that they're currently on potentially with 2024 that they start looking elsewhere and acknowledging well, other stuff, right? Well, really, the, what what first party does uh, Sony have? What first party does Sony have? Because it's Hell Divers is twenty twenty four. Like Hell Divers is first party. They first, bought the fucking studio. If Call of Duty's first party now, Hell Divers is first party. It's how did we mean they bought the studio? They they I don't think they bought the studio, but they published no, the well, game. They published the same game. shit. So, but mm, with, no, them being a, with, with them publishing the game, that's first party to me. Like, you could look at Flight Simulator. It's fucking Flight Simulator, not a first party game. It's made by a Sobo. Like, mm-hmm. Microsoft Flight it's Microsoft's in the fucking name. Like, I, that's that's a first party game to me, right? Like, I, the, the fact when they hire a developer to make a game or contract to them, it doesn't matter to me. It matters who publishes it. Like, is... Uh, Perfect Dark, not first party, because Crystal Dynamics is doing the bulk of the actually hard development work on it. You know, like it's it's first party. You know what I mean? So like Hell Divers is first party. Um, Stellar Blade is first party. Rise of the uh, Ronin, made by Team Ninja, still first party. 
the second party term is used by like gamers a lot and stuff, but that's not really like an industry used thing. It's like if they make the game, they're funding the game, they're publishing the game, they're overseeing the development of the game. Yeah. They own the IP to the game. They own the rights to the sequels of the game, all that kind of stuff. That's that's the first party game, right? Contraband so, just the first party. I consider that just console exclusive. Right. Well, mm-hmm. so what is contraband? Is it first party? For Xbox? Yeah. It's a console exclusive. Mm-hmm. Who's publishing? Because it's not third party. <laughs> I, I, well, Xbox is publishing. I, so I know. We're I arguing it. over semantics. It doesn't matter. But yeah. It, it doesn't it, matter. The, it's the, just the average consumer the devs not a first party. I know why you want it to be that way because you want to use it, but it doesn't. It's <laughs> it's a it, it's a straight up exclusive. So again, it's not going anywhere else other than PC. And we don't even know if Stellar Blades going PC by the way. Yeah. So. Uh, Death Stranding Two could come out next year. Uh, they own the IP yep. to that as well, yep. right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, so they have games, right? Um, Last of Us remastered, but <laughs> yes. Uh, but I'm going to be honest with, except for Rise of the Ronin, potentially, like there's a, even all these games I just mentioned, right? There's not a lot of excitement from their fan base over any of these things, right? You can count Hell Divers too into that. You can you can count. Uh, Stellar Blade into that. You I'm can surprised count. more of them are talking Rise of Ronin. That looks. Yeah, I, I know. I'm yeah. excited for Rise of Ronin. Rise of Ronin. I'm super looking forward to. Is this 24 yeah. or did they have a yeah. date? It 2024. says 2024, but we'll see. We have. Oh, we've yeah. only seen the one trailer, right? Yep. So yeah. they were they were good yeah. with Wolong. Wolong they gave it a uh, year or two and they, it came out. Yeah. So they've been pretty good with that stuff. And see so. the difference between Wolong and yeah. Rise of Ronin is Correct. Wolong was not published by Microsoft. No. Right. It was, it was just a. Game, game Pass, game. game Pass, yeah. exclusive, right? Um, <laughs> Subscription exclusive. Right. Let's go that route. But like, so they have games because that's what PlayStation is doing. They're using third party to fill their lineup because they don't have the like development power right now to be able to get games frequent enough out. But like, if you look at their lineup next year, like they don't have. Unless maybe Death Stranding 2 actually comes out or they have another surprise for next year. They don't have that big game. Right? Right now. What do you mean? Wolverine's coming, Math. <laughs> and, oh so, <laughs> and, and you have like Fair Game. Or Fair Games isn't next year. It's Concord, That's, right? Yeah, Concord's next year. Yeah, Concord. Nobody even is talking about that or knows what it is. You know, Marathon. I think just we've got seen delayed. more of Fair Games than Concord. So <laughs> the, the only reason that like I keep pushing the Concord thing is because it has a bunch of former Bungie people behind it. And a lot of people don't know that. So like if, if it's the multiplayer side of that, they may know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that doesn't mean shit to me. I, they got to make something that proves it to me before I'll get excited about it. Like I've seen so many studios like, Oh, it's made by the X, this does. And then it comes out as a complete hunk of trash with no budget or it uh, looks like they, this is their first thing that any of them ever tried to make. And, and it's like, okay, yeah, great job, guys. Uh, next time, maybe you'll get, make a good game, you know. Um, but sometimes <laughs> they do great. You know, I would look at um, Embark as an example of former DICE developers that are making some good quality stuff right now, right? Uh, the finals, which w- we had a demo uh, recently, was yeah. pretty damn good. But, yeah, I, I do think that, you know, you compare the lineups, what we know about right now, like, I think there's concern because for PlayStation... They don't have any of those kind of games that their fan base really gets excited about, right? 
and uh, that's a problem for them. Now they could come out next year and announce some stuff, uh, but right now uh, there's a big question mark. And uh, you know, Xbox had smaller games and double A stuff and all these kind of things released before, and they got killed for it because it wasn't big enough or good enough. You know, um, not oh, it's not the games are going to sell or move consoles and all that kind of stuff, right? None of that talk about PlayStation this year. Um, but that's the reality of where it's at. Uh, anyway, uh, Dakato hit us with five memberships, guys. Thanks, Dakato. Appreciate you nice. so much, dude. Um, Bunty hit us with a $2 super chat. Said, tell me this is not true. PS Portal is counting PS cells. <laughs> so that's the word on the street. Matt Piscatella yeah. tweeted it and then uh, deleted it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Look, what are you doing? You can't tell people that. It's well, I think it's secret. Yeah, I think it's because I think it's because he put in there that's upon per Sony's request. I think that's what probably got it nixed. Yeah, is because he disclosed that it was a Sony request to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they got the the those numbers that they have to meet for the end of the year or the end of the yeah. quarter. They had to sell a certain stock. amount of consoles. Got to help the stock too. Got to. Yeah. Now they'll probably be over. We'll see. Uh, 3-Bit member for 29 months. Part of our amazing fame here. Uh, Miss you, 3-Bit. Hope you're doing well, bro. Says, sorry couldn't make it. Love y'all. I I be traveling. No worries, dude. I know you had to go out of uh, state for Thanksgiving. Or at least I think that's where you were doing. Yeah, it's his, his, his old ladies out there. Okay. His old lady. Old lady. <laughs> old lady. They're in their 20s. <laughs> My no, not, not old lady. I, I know. Old I know. lady. Uh, not old okay, lady. I, got two, I got two questions for you real quick, Psycho, before we move on, because I want to kill this first party, uh, second party thing. Yeah. What uh, was Crackdown 3 a first party game? Uh, it was console exclusive. <laughs> he, he's not. If you would have asked him yesterday, he would have been... <laughs> Okay, um, what about Forza Horizon and Forza Horizon 2 and maybe 3? I don't remember. Yeah, those are, yeah, three. Those One, are three, all three. Uh, yeah. yeah, those are all console exclusive to Microsoft model. <laughs> it's good, literally called Forza. Okay. All right, I see, I see what you're doing here. All right. No, um, I mean, it, it, it is what uh, it is. Ask him next week when he <laughs> forgets about it this. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> Of course, their first party. What are you asking me? <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, not Ben. Um. All right. So, <laughs> I'll move on uh, to the list. After Starfield, we had Forza Motorsport. Mm-hmm. That's first party. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Psycho. good job. You're finally learning. Uh, Yay! Yeah, it's uh, it is first party. Starfield. Uh. Came out then Forza like just a month later, um, and this was like, you know, they they're in their stride now. Again, there's a lot of negativity mm-hmm. on Forza when it launched, uh, but overall, I think it's absolutely fucking amazing, and I can't wait to see what they do with the future uh, for that. Dude, game. some of, some of these videos pe- that people are racing without HUDs, I I at first I'm like, I thought they're real racing clips. I'm like. Oh, this is fucking for I'm like Jesus. Gorgeous. <laughs> Nintendo Don the Otaku has a great one for you, uh, Psycho. Was Halo Wars mm-hmm. one and two first or first oh, part? Halo Wars one. Oh, definitely con- uh console exclusive. 
<laughs> it's literally Halo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, both of them because they're creative well, uh, assembly and relic. I think. Yeah. Alternate like one made one one because ensemble ensemble was the first one, ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they went under. Right. So the ensemble and then yeah. and then uh, was a relic or creative assembly. Creative assembly, I think. Creative, creative assembly. Sorry. Creative assembly. Right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so ultimately, guys, what would you say? Uh, how did Xbox do in 2023? They knocked it out of the park. I mean, they had a uh, uh, good cadence of content releases, not even mentioning the, the most recent acquisition. Uh, yeah. where, you know, one game's come just came out and the other one came out in the middle of the whole the whole deal yeah, but uh, yeah dude, like you're talking about sorry i didn't interrupt you but yeah in the midst of all this now owned by xbox is diablo 4 right which came out and has been a smash hit this year as well mm-hmm. as call of duty just came out which has yeah. led to more xbox tax conversation um <laughs> but anyway yeah keep going fuzzy sorry yeah, that it, it basically what we've been, you know, hoping that they would achieve as far as like a game a quarter, even though it may not have been exactly on the quarter, but they've had like either a smaller game or a re-release or DLC pretty much every month it seems. Like they've they've had something uh every 3 or 4 weeks, you know, coming into Game Pass that was their own out of their own studios or or ones that they, you know, had a publishing deal with. And then as far as the day one stuff for Game Pass, this was a phenomenal year. Like it it you go from 2022 where you had like three main first party, you know, yeah, it, uh new releases and then some DLC to what is it like five main releases and two or three things of DLC and expansions and it's like yeah, it, it was like a night and day comparison between 22 and 23 for them. Yeah. Um I agree. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they spent seventy fucking billion dollars this year, so it's a pretty good year yeah. for. Yeah, well, like that's, <laughs> oh, I want to kind of get into that too. Like this was this year was also the culmination of what started last January, um, with the ABK deal finally going through, right? And with all these games coming out, um, th- throughout this year, that's still the conversation that was probably the most talked about this year, besides maybe Starfield, uh was Activision Blizzard, right? And it finally happened, right? Um was it like September? Right around when right around when Starfield 13th, came out, I think. I think. Um that uh that ended up happening and we finally had that added to the Xbox uh portfolio and they I actually talked about it more than even I thought they would right after, like with some of like BlizzCon happened and you know the Phil Spencer showed up on stage there and you know, um, there was a lot of conversation about Call of Duty because of the Call of Duty release this year and how it kind of got maybe a little overly criticized, even though it's like maybe even an average Call of Duty or you could even say below average Call of Duty for some. Multiplayer is for some one of the best multiplayers ever, but yet it's getting like fours and fives and stuff like that, which is just absolutely crazy to me. But uh, it is what it is, right? Like that's kind of... Um, I don't even think that's the Xbox thing. I no, think it was. It's just a Call of Duty thing. I th- think it's a games media like hive mind thing where it's like just a 
the thing to be negative about right now kind of deal right the main tax thing i would say is the the move on from call of duty uh calling out stuff like mm-hmm. it, it just seems like of all the years to say now is the time to move on as opposed to during vanguard that wasn't the time to move on no now's the time now it's a you know part of microsoft yeah. it just feels convenient yeah just, and next year's call of duty is that has the longest development cycle of any call of duty made right it had, it had mm-hmm. so you know, I, people are saying like, "Hey, don't release next year." You know, give them more time. But like, do they need more time? Because they they've had four years. They're like, I think that game's probably going to be ready. Um, and if it's ready, just release it. Not for yeah. The, the only the only know. concerning thing with that is this is Treyarch's first year switching over to Infinity Ward's engine. Um, so they're not using their own thing anymore because Activision wanted them to make it all one ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So this is Treyarch's first time with this engine. So it may be a little yeah. different for their main game, but could be why they're taking longer too. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see how it pans out. This will be their second game on uh, this current generation uh, from Treyarch, right? So, uh, but you're talking about them using different stuff. So you know, we'll see how how that pans out. The last Cold War was fucking campaign was broken for me. So, um, the only thing I'll point out here about the Modern Warfare Three and yeah. the Call of Duty stuff is exactly what I posted in our DMs and what other people brought up uh on x uh was battlefield 2042 if you go look at the reviews from the mm-hmm. same sites on 2042 versus modern warfare 3 it's a joke yeah it's a again everybody needs to be more conscious of language that is used and if you go read the reviews the type of language used between those twos and everybody knows again i was there day one i bought the ultimate battlefield 2042 right me Mav, Steel, Jasper, I think you were there day one as well. We all hopped in the battlefield day one. We liked the game. Did it have major issues? Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, that was something. Again, when you go look at the reviews for Battlefield 2042, no campaign. No campaign at all. That didn't hurt the reviews. People mentioned it. Like, oh, I wish yeah. I would have had a campaign or I used to like Battlefield campaigns. But as far as the multiplayer reviews go, Again, sixes were less, a lot less than what Modern Warfare 3 was. And there was sevens and eights in there on Battlefield 2042. That was not (laughs) that at launch. So how? Why? If you're going to compare apples to apples, first person shooter, first person shooter, big IP versus big IP, although Battlefield obviously hasn't been its best. The fact is Battlefield hasn't been at its best and they still gave it higher scores than Modern Warfare 3. Again, the reasons behind it, you'll never know the true hearts of men, but it's just a little odd that, like Fuzzy said, this is the year that we decide to start giving Call of Duty the Madden treatment, yeah. right? Because Madden's been on, Madden's finally been getting slammed year it's after It's also year. weird because, like, if Call of Duty was reviewed as a whole package, it would be higher. <laughs> yes. But yes. The, they reviewed it each fucking Separately. mode. So it's like. Separately, correct. But even the even the even if you go read those reviews, Jasper, on the multiplayer side, they got people who don't even play. But yeah, they missed the whole. All, they missed the whole fucking mark. Like <laughs> right, right. Everything like they they don't know what they're talking about half the time when they're talking about this, and they certainly don't understand what the community's been looking for. The way that they write about some of this stuff, it's crazy. Again, it's just a it, it, it's slight. But when you read things and you look at the language that's used, you get a tone. And again, that's what we were talking about before with Starfield. Oh, I wish all of this was in there. 
versus focusing on what they really liked. It was all about, oh, I wish it was this, this, and this versus other games. Oh, I really liked all this stuff. Yeah, I kind of wish they had yeah. this. This was kind of bad. But no, but listen, all this stuff was great. <laughs> That's the difference in language that you could yeah. see when people want to twist that, it a little bit. That was something I heard on Destin's video that kind of bothered me too, is because he was claiming that some of the people that said that they loved the multiplayer in Call of Duty had uh, their own interests in mind for saying that because their content was in their community was mostly based around Call of Duty. So they had a self-interest there to say it's good for the sake yep. of their own content, right? And I'm pretty sure that Modern right. Warzone dude also shit on the campaign when it came out. So Right, exactly. Right. And <laughs> when you when you're talking about that, like don't you think that the people that are most in touch with it probably are the ones that understand it the most? You know what I mean? Like maybe right. They should kind of get the beat from the actual community that plays a fucking game and see what they think about the multiplayer and understand that they're insanely off the mark with the multiplayer side, right? And I'll even go as far as the campaign side. Like, a lot of people don't like the campaign. They say it's one of the worst Call of Duty campaigns ever, all that kind of stuff, whatever. Even the worst Call of Duty campaigns ever have not gotten fours, Right. <laughs> That no. is a like punishment of a brand because you have decided upon yourself that it's no longer acceptable to exist in the format that it does, right? And you can do whatever you want because it's their own website, it's their own opinions. But at the end of the day, it makes you look like an ass when you absolutely see something that, regardless of the structure of it or whatever, has the level of quality and uh, like triple a type budget put behind it that has the feel of the guns the way the uh cinematics are all these different elements is on another level to other kinds of games that you would give a four there's no like apples to apples there's judging it within its own like bubble in a way it's like we're gonna we're gonna judge this against itself right but how is that work for every kind of game that exists you can't do that you have to have one kind of idea of metrics in your mind when you look at this stuff and if it if a game falls outside of that you need to make that absolutely clear to the readers and people that this is judging a different scale right this is this is not judged on the same scale that we judge Gollum on right because it got the same <laughs> fucking score right Gollum is a piece of shit that doesn't deserve to exist. That's just like a waste of everybody's time. And Call of Duty has a lot of fucking content in it that a lot of people are having fun with and has a lot of high quality aspects to it. There's no if ands or buts or any realm where Gollum can be in the same world as far as quality as Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Just doesn't make sense. It hey, doesn't make the portal, sense. The portal scored an eight to the Steam Deck six. So in their world, it's bizarre world. Right. I imagine being an uninformed consumer and you're like, I'm gonna decide what game to get my kid, you know, for Christmas or whatever. He really said he wanted Call of Duty. Oh, I look at it. Oh, it got a four? Oh, he's not gonna like that. <laughs> yeah well maybe, maybe he would wait know? is that how that works because i always just said hey dad i want this game and then he no <laughs> well i i get i get a lot of people that come in and 
I've been selling the shit out of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Regardless of what the score is, people just want to play Call of Duty. They do not care. Yeah. Call of Duty is the one franchise that can not be affected. It's like its own moat, pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. because they they don't even listen to the IGNs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They just buy them. I mean, I hit... I I sold F10. Nice. Um, LeBurn98 (laughs) with the five Canadian appreciate you says, do you, you think Kojima's Xbox exclusive will be hit hard by the Xbox tax or will the Kojima tax credit cancel it out? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's kojima tax credit it depends what one. it is they it's see him crazy. as a betrayer yeah. you remember I, seeing when they like deal was announced and people were like yeah. oh fuck kojima he'll never play one of his games again and all this kind of stuff like it's absolutely crazy man uh i don't know it's a good question it, it, it will be it will be interesting we will have a lot of different examples of interesting situations coming down the line yeah. here to see where this and when they decide to apply it so it, it is good kojima will be one but he's trying something supposedly brand new way yeah. outside the normal realm so it'll give him a reason if they dock it right. like oh kojima tried but just yeah. this one didn't hit right this one this one just didn't work the cloud wasn't the greatest you know it just didn't work they could yeah. certainly go that route with portal it. is an eight yes yes <laughs> but the so that works um, no I, I think there'll be direct comparisons between death stranding 2 yes. and i i think it's supposed to be overdose well yes. maybe that's it the code name yeah, that's but, a rumor yeah Yep. But uh, depending on which the journalists like more will mm-hmm. determine which one gets the better score because they're, they're definitely going to be a head-to-head. And even if they like Overdose, they're going to find a way to say, well, because of the cloud, it yeah, wasn't Because I don't understand the snappy. fucking story because you never can. This game's fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> right. So it, it's going to get docked being associated with the Xbox platform any way you look at it. And if if I'll be amazed if they say, you know, skip Death Stranding two, go play Overdose, but you won't you'll you won't find the big outlet saying that. So yeah. I'm thinking we'll about see. returning to my mail delivery simulator instead of playing Overdose this year. That's going to be the headline. <laughs> <laughs> I, it'd be interesting if like Xbox gets a tax refund this year, one year and gets like a ten on a bad game. You know, <laughs> we're just making. No, they'll they'll purposely do that so people go play it and they'll be like, oh, this was yeah. crap. I'm never buying an Xbox game again. St- yeah. Starfield's still beating uh, Death Stranding by one point on Metacritic. Yeah. It's <laughs> <There's> that. <laughs> the, the, the PC version the got like score, three or four points higher than the Xbox in version. Yep. Oh, man. Um, lots of... You know, anyways, it was a great year for Xbox, and I, I mm-hmm. 2024 is going to be potentially even better. I mean, there's a lot of things we don't know about, yeah. and which is cool. Yeah. You know, um, the the big thing, Mav, is ABK is behind them now. Right. The ABK, they, they still got the FTC stuff. But oh. that, that, that After ABK closed, there. they came out swinging but with the market. That's what bro. I'm saying. That's why 2024, I expect even yeah. to be bigger and better for X. Because I, we talked about this after ABK happened. My feeling is, is that, and a lot of our feelings were that they were holding back. They had to, you know, again, lawyers being lawyers, legal system being legal system. But once they got the deal through, that was $70 billion spent by Microsoft. Yeah. There's no more, well, we're going to take steps like, or, or we're, we're going to get, no, no, no. It's full go ahead. And again, the internal emails that were leaked where they have big goals for Game Pass, 
to reach certain subscriber levels and that kind of stuff. That's all real. And that's business that they have to reach that. So there is no more holding back. We've heard the marketing um, funding is way up. Their budget is way up across the board within Xbox. Now that this deal is through, I expect next year to be even bigger and better. This year, they took certain steps and they had the year that we thought they could have. Um, obviously, would have liked Redfall to also hit. It didn't. But overall, you got to say a fantastic year. But more importantly, their communication picked up, man. The, the stuff that we had talked about, the marketing um, coming in, um, you know, and redoing kind of how they looked at things and how were they going to get, uh, you know, the spotlight on all these games that they have. They laid that found uh, they laid that groundwork this year in 2023 which means in 2024 they've got everything that they need the the, the directs did exactly what we thought they needed and and i think next year we're going to see more and now they've got blizzcon now they've got all the you know they've got quakecon they've got all these other places that they can use too next year is going to be a gigantic year for xbox and i think they kick it off right away i think the game awards they are going to be there they're going to show stuff but then i think january or february i think we get another direct right out the gate for hellblade 2 um and start really setting that off. pipeline up powerborn right you know. uh how hellblade 2 i think we get we get a, some do kind we, of direct do we get a release date for one of these 2024 games at the game awards potentially yeah i, I think we do e- no i think mm. we get a direct date a direct get a direct date, date. maybe a direct mm. date I think I think they use the Game Awards to tease some things this year. Um, I know there's been a lot of speculation out there, gears and that kind of stuff. I think that's all possible. I, the I, only I thing would be if it's January. If it's something yes. in January, maybe. But like Towerborn, I could see yeah. Towerborn showing up and getting you know. But I really think they want to have a direct for that. That's why I see an early January direct, which or you know somewhere in January a direct with Towerborn and then a release date probably in February or maybe a shadow drop like Hi-Fi Rush. Who knows? Yeah. Towerborn's not a giant game. It's going to be a really cool game. I'm excited for it, but it's not a giant game, which they could do that for to start off next year. It'd be kind of sweet. It could be a surprise smash hit, though, too. Like, could be. Know, it absolutely could games, be. You know, like, yeah. I know the people that have played it in the background said, wow, it's like way bigger yeah. and better kind of game than they were expecting. So, correct. Um, yep. So, I the next part I wanted to do on this show was I kind of wanted to talk about next year. And the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about it now is because you know this is fun speculation and i think on at the game awards we might get some answers so it's if if we're going to talk about it we better talk about it now and not after the game awards right because i i at the end of the at the end of the day when the game awards happens you know i kind of feel like we're going to be talking a lot about what was shown there and all those kind of things and that'll probably last a couple weeks right uh so right now i want to look ahead and i want to kind of go around and get one thing you're hopeful for from Xbox in 2024. Now, this could be like like a decision. It could be like a game. It could be like a... a GTA 6 a, a exclusive. <laughs> yeah, it could be anything, <laughs> right? Like within the Xbox ecosystem, what are you? what is one thing you're like really hopeful happens next year? Uh, we'll start with you because you missed the first part, Psycho. Right well, on. okay, you're there. All right, I <laughs> thought you were gone. All right, there we go. No, no, no. Um, what I'm hopeful for, yeah, for 2024. Like, if you if you that, pick that one we, thing that you think really needs to happen or you really want to happen within the, with Xbox next year, um, 
really um god it, it, there's a couple things it's like continuing this marketing trend that they've been on uh keep it going um i, w- I want to see how blade be the best that it can be um and because there, that game has been development for quite some time because wasn't kind of like we thought it was going to come out in like 2022 ish or we thought you know before the delays of um there were some people the, saying it could be like this year, delay but... train okay um really i mean just keep the marketing going keep the this market share mindset uh with just everyone right now uh, xbox is being talked about xbox is in people's heads they see game pass there's it's starting to hit their stride um because i would like to see them you know continue that to really uh bring home more subscribers to you know the ecosystem and then to really show that um they if they see that hey it's paying off then we'll see these bigger games um that xbox is doing continue and stay in game pass and game pass stays and continues to grow and really be this giant monster of a thing that people cannot deny anymore and people can't just overlook and be like oh it's just a thing because you want it in to all be reality respected because you love it right well in all reality yeah. uh, xbox playstation and nintendo are going to go digital and how do you want to consume that product you want to consume it on a service that you pay monthly and consume everything that they put in or do you want to pay 70 dollars for a game that you don't have anymore in your hands and right. possibly again if it's a games of a service and it doesn't do well guess what they close the freaking um the lobby's down that 70 dollar game that you just bought is dead you can't trade it in which did happen already on a, a playstation exclusive this generation correct so now it's like what are you going to do with that game what are you going to do you can't do nothing and and people are going to sooner than later realize that um it's not what we want you know if you want physical media pre-order your games wherever it doesn't have to be gamestop it could be at best buy walmart wherever but if they, do they that, like the single player experiences and just <laughs> pre-order so if you want physical media let it you know that's how you keep it um if you don't do nothing about it but cry about it on twitter well you ain't doing nothing but hurting you know yeah. the chances of digital media going to be uh, a thing of the future but with xbox it's in game pass if i want to buy it physically i still can or i can just consume it through a sub price uh, of um and a monthly fee, and I just hope that um, game. Uh, I think I think um, we'll see. I just hope games will be good. Um, you know, I just like to see how Blade just stand out. Yeah, right on, man. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know you mean, man. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, right on, bro. No, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
what about what about you, Jasper? Like, what is a what is a hope you have? It can't Xbox be Star Trek game. For? Oh, I wasn't going to say that, but eh, maybe kind of. Um, <laughs> the first one I was going to say was, uh, I hope that Age of Mythology comes out next year. Just sticking on the age stream for tonight. Um, yes. Hope that comes out next year. And then um, I hope that they show off Zenimax Online game. So whatever oh, that is, Project yeah. Castro. I think that's going to happen, bro. I think we're going to see that game next year. Oh, I don't know what, when it's going to come out. Right, but yeah, I don't know when it's. I just want to see what the fuck it is, yeah. or at least have a title for it. Do you think that's kind of game? Whatever it is, is probably going to surprise people, like, like with how big and ambitious it is. Like, I, I mean, if it's an MMO, like it, it will be like the first, like, kind of like modern big MMO out there that we've had in a while. Yeah, at least from Xbox, right, or even just period. You know, yeah. So like, you're I mean, the last one was like fucking yes. Well, I guess. Amazon had that one, uh, I forgot what it was called, but I mean, it's gonna be like a Zenimax online game, yeah. you know, so it's gonna be that style, like whatever it is. And I'm real curious too, bro, like because they've learned a lot too, you know. So, like, going into their second big game is kind of exciting to think about what you could do. I mean, it could like people are thinking it's Star Wars, like, I don't know if it's that or not, but like, that's why I want to know is it Star Wars or is it their own? Is it a Starfield MMO? Like, yeah. what are what are they doing with it? Like, Bro, I will die if it's Star Wars The Old Republic 2. I think that's a Bioware thing. I don't know if they'll <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic. Well, that that was no, uh... no, not Kotor, Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO. Oh, okay. I didn't play it, so that familiar. Oh, I played the shit out of it, I loved it. But it didn't. They didn't really. They still update it. It's just yeah, it's like fucking fifteen years old now. So <laughs> it's the the issue is that they kind of went with how wow, uh, where you yeah. pay for extra fucking box. Um, uh, what is it? The, your, your fucking your inventory. You got to pay for that. You got to pay for that unless you buy the subscription service, and it's just like, uh, yeah. Like they didn't do enough uh, DLC for me to be like, yeah, I'll pay into it. You know, I think they did two, maybe three DLC, but the two. No, they got. I think small. they got like a major one, like pretty much every year. Not, not the 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 first one was a major one, and then the other two weren't as huge. They just uh, content wise. I'm not sure. I know they do a yearly like type expansion thing, but like. Um, I'm not sure how big they are or whatever. Um, I never, I never really got too much into ESO for some reason. I would like not to. What are, you, not, what are you talking about ESO? ESO? What the oh, fuck I thought you were talking about, about ESO. You're talking about the Star Wars game? Yeah! Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I know nothing about that, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. like KOTOR, but a, a huge MMO. Right, version. okay. Right on. Um, so we got uh, Jasper wants uh, Space Geeky MMO from Zenimax Online. Um, Psycho wants I don't know what the hell he wants. Hellblade <laughs> two, two to be great. phenomenal. Um, uh, what what about you, Fuzz? Twenty twenty four. I want to hear something about uh, Project Shaolin. I want to hear about the uh, which one, uh, which one was game. that? Oh, is that the Wu Tang game? Nice. Uh, the RPG or something like that. Right. I, I want to know where that's how far along that is. Um, just just curious. Um, I know we have like a lot of other games that we already know that are kind of in the works like with Hellblade 2 and Towerborn and stuff like that but 
that's one that kind of flew under the radar and just want to get an update on it. So I would, I would hope either at the, you know, uh, game awards or maybe in a direct or, you know, just, just a update from maybe the developer or something like that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Right on, man. Um, you Wu Tang fan? Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't listened to any other stuff in a while, but yeah, right. I, I, their first two albums, I, I pretty much burned those discs until the point of where they were like almost purple from playing them so much. So yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. I, that's a game that like we all forget about that exists like being made right now. Is it, is that has, DB. That hasn't been officially announced yet either. I don't think. Right. So no. maybe, you know, maybe we'll get that announcement. Um, yeah. That, that would be like one of those uh, stealth drop uh, candidates. Right. <laughs> If it's a Wu Tang game, I want to be an old duty bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Pong Soul. 2024, what's your hope? 2024. um, First thing, uh, back on the acquisition train. Um, They need to complete some of the smaller acquisitions for sure uh, that we've talked about for a long time. They need to secure some of these studios that are out there um, that are working um a lot with xbox right now they can't have a situation again they've got a lot of studios and they've got a lot of talent but you don't want some of these support studios and some of these studios that you have great relationships with falling into the wrong hands um so i think that they need to wrap some of those up um next year um again this shouldn't be a problem for regulatory problem i get these are smaller studios i'm not talking about announcing sega next year although if they want to go ahead announce sega next year i'll be happy um but i think they need to get back on board with that um and make those moves to secure uh their position um and then um you know starcraft obviously i'd love to see mm, starcraft yeah. ne- announced next year um again people don't if, you, if you're not an RTS fan or you never paid attention or you're just not old enough to remember StarCraft, it's not even about the West per se, although it was big in, in, in the West. It, it's about the East and StarCraft being announced, especially for Korea and places like that, would be absolutely mind-boggling huge. And I think it would be a great power move out the gate to bring back an IP like that from Blizzard. Um, you know, just announce it, just tease it, just say, hey, it's we're going to start rebuilding our team and we're going to get back and we're going to make StarCraft. Um, so I think that's another big one. And then, you know, specific games-wise next year, I'd like to be surprised. I really want them to come out and tell me that Clockwork Revolution is ready next year from In Exile. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a fantastic holiday game. Uh, to end the year on, um, especially if we get Hellblade 2, if we get Avowed um, next year, I think ending it with Clockwork Revolution from In Exile would be massive, um, along with you know a couple other things in there, obviously. But I just think uh, I'm just so excited for that game. In Exile is such a hell of a studio that's never gotten this type of budget, mm-hmm. never made a game like this. Um, and anytime you put time travel into something and it actually has consequences, I'm going to want to play that game. So let's go. I want to, I want to be surprised next year by that one. Yeah. Right on, man. Um, love it. Pong. Uh, we got a couple of super chats to get to, then I'll get into my, uh, picks. I also realized, I don't think I said the 2023 thing. I think we got, yeah, the thankful for 2023 thing. I think we got so caught up in the Xbox oh. tax conversation. I never even uh, did my part on that, and we can get psychos too uh, after. But uh, 
Uh, real quick. Did you get Dakato's uh, memberships earlier? Yes, I, I did. He, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we do have uh, a $10 super chat from Bold Alpha Wolfpack it says, if Xbox announces a true crime or a prototype soft reboot, maybe bring in Crystal Dynamics or Bandai Namco and acquire them too. It'll be an awesome uh, 24. Yeah, I uh, think so as well, man. Like, it'll be um, either of those would be big announcements. Like, Okay. We're just moving to Korea, please. Just yeah. get get some Korea talent. Buy a smaller studio in Korea. At least show that you're there. Yes. Because now Sony's, you know, Sony just they've officially today the Korea the devs behind Stellar Blade made their announcement officially that they are partners with Sony. Yeah. Got to make some of those moves. Korea is the next big talent pool. Uh, you got to. I mean, I, I know you guys want Japan, and you know Phil wants Japan. Obviously, I'm, there's a lot of reasons, but Korea is the place right now. I was like thinking about that, like a. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned, I think it was on FSP. I was like looking at Kraft and I was like, they've been working on a bunch of shit and they got PUBG. Like, yep. that would be a good Korean studio to like pick group. up. Yeah. Something, something over there. Um, Jax82. I goes, agree. You agree? Right on. Uh, Jax82 hit us with a $10. Says, if there's one thing I want from Xbox, is communication. Let us know what's coming. If it's being delayed, it has to show well when released. No more not at launch talk. No more patch it at a later date. Yeah. Uh, you want things to be complete and polished, like at launch. I I, I agree with that. Um, We're in twenty twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> every game's getting patched nowadays. Unfortunately, yeah, it's, so. It's, but yeah. I understand what you're saying. You want the highest quality possible out the gate. Yes, um, I, we all agree with that. But, uh, real quick on my twenty twenty three thing. Thing thing to be thankful for is actually yeah. that I was already thinking about this earlier. Is about the continued support that Xbox has given to these titles and you know, like a lot of people and it bugs me sometimes like, Oh, just move on from it. Just kill it. You know, move on from this. And like, I'm just like, that's always stand behind your product. If you release something and it's not up to snuff or if like people are just kind of down on it right now, or like, don't give up. Like, cause these games have had turnarounds, like several of them, especially when you have the idea of a game being a games as a service, which a lot of the Xbox games are now like, um, the way they turned around Halo Infinite with the content and uh, the updates and kind of gotten things going in the right direction there, I think the future's bright, and I think there's going to be a lot of more excitement when the new things get announced down the down the down the road. Um, and I think it's going to keep going. I don't think it's going to be like an explosion. Yeah, the problem with Halos though is like you're not getting campaign content. Yeah, if they drop some campaign content, that would get a lot of hype. But like, I think you're still going to see this player base kind of steadily keep growing now when new updates keep coming back and i think you're gonna have better retention on the players that do come back and show up and stuff so uh but it's due to the work that they put in you know and due to the things that they're doing uh working on and all that kind of stuff so but it's not just halo it's you know um all these fucking games like grounded and you know sea of thieves keeps getting content uh the bethesda games like even when redfall yeah it that's a horrible example because it launched in the state it did but you know the the updates are have been good and i want to see them continue so like i want to praise that aspect of it not the launching in a bad state or or lacking a content state but a lot of times when those mistakes happen or those things happen some of these publishers and some of these developers like, oh, well, we fucked up. It's not a success. We just need to move everything on. Look at what EA has done with Anthem and things like that, right? Um, I like to see that 
doubling down and get this shit right type attitude mentality because it serves right to the players at the end of the day because uh, we either bought these games or we have them in a service that we're paying for. And I like the support. And that's one of the hallmarks for me now with Xbox and Microsoft is they, they support their fucking games, right? Like nobody can say they don't support their games. They, they fucking support their games and they're going to continue to do that. And I, um, sometimes not as fast as some people want or like, or, or uh, they make mistakes sometimes with some of the content and there's always ups and downs with that kind of thing. But so many of their games have either had like had big turnarounds or grown uh, large audiences over time because of this, right? So I uh, just keep at that shit and uh, keep and if they're even if they launch in a great state and it's a huge success, there's still double down on it and support it like crazy, right? Like because you, then you want to keep supporting those things, which I think they've done a pretty damn good job. Um, so uh, for 2024, the thing I'm most hopeful for. I'm going back to Halo here. <laughs> I really, really, really want to see something announced new, like a new game or something or a new huge expansion or something with Halo. Not, not, not the regular updates or content updates for Halo Infinite. I want to see it, like it, it could be Halo Wars fucking three. That would knock my socks off. I, I would, I would be going running around this fucking room like a crazy person if they announced Halo Wars 3, right? Or if they announced another spin-off type Halo title, right? Other than something mobile. It doesn't count. Um, <laughs> some other kind of Halo title, right? I, I will lose my shit, right? I want something Halo-related, uh, big enough. Do a crossover skin? Yeah, but that's not it. Master no. Chief and Call of Duty? <laughs> no. I mean, that would be cool. You know, they'll get my money for that. But um, no, I, I, I want to see like a really big, cool Halo announcement because that's something I felt like they needed to do a lot uh, is expand Halo out more. Right. Besides just the mainline franchise. Um, so I want to see that. Uh, please, God, let me see Perfect Dark. <laughs> so, like that game was announced so long ago. And there's been no, like hardly any talk or anything about it. Like, just, just show us the fucking game. Like, I want to see the game. I want to see screen. I want to see concept art. I'll take a fucking uh, like, I'll take segment. A, yeah, I'll take a little uh, Naughty Dog segment at this point. Like, where you just just stand up there and show us something. Like, I got to see something from Perfect Dark. Okay, um, that was a huge announcement when they made it. They made it at the Game Awards years ago. And it's been radio silence ever since, except the like murmurings of things going on behind the scenes of uh, at the initiative. And then when we found out Crystal Dynamics was coming on board to help with the game, just something. And then it stated a K3. Something. These games that you announced back in 2019 or 2020. I could be, I, I don't remember. I think, did they get announced the year before the console was came out 18? or the year the. No, I think they got announced in 2020, because the console came out in 20 later that year, right? Well, then it would have been 2019, right? It would have been 2019 Game Awards, right? No, uh, mate, no, Perfect Dark was after the other announcements. 
I guess I think it was Fable, um, State of Decay 3, Forza Motorsport, uh, and there was two other games that were announced. At the, There was like five games there. Maybe Perfect Dark was one of them. But I think Perfect it was Dark, Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite was one of them. Does anybody remember the fifth game? It was Everwild. What? In 2020. What was shown? X- at the Xbox showcase. In 2020. The year the console came out. Yeah, yeah. Everwild was there. Um, because that that's that we got that video and then uh we then we got the update that they don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. And then the dude <laughs> left. And right. then we had and it was supposed to come out this year, but then they said give it one more year, so it's supposed to come out next year. Yeah, Perfect Dark was twenty twenty game awards. Okay. So. Yeah. The Xbox showcase that year had those other games. Anyway, the games that were announced in twenty twenty, right? City Decay was one of them. Was this did I even mention? I that? think oh. Hellblade two. Hellblade two may have been no, that was also at the Game Awards, but that that was in twenty nineteen. That so was the year that they revealed Xbox. Yeah, right? that was a twenty nineteen Game Awards. I think. Yeah, Halo, of course. Um, Halo. Yeah, if we, that's when yeah, we got I remember, the fucking yeah. Craig. Craig. Yeah, that was at the, a later event where they just showed Halo itself, wasn't it? Or was it at that event? No, that was at no, that it was event? at yeah, because that's the that's birth right. of Craig. The birth of Craig. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I, I want to see some of those games because those have always been in my mind ever since then, right? I just like kind of seeing we we finally saw a glimpse of Fable. We kind of know what Fable looks like now, so I can scratch that one off the list. There's still a couple other ones that I want to see, and let 2024 be that year. Um, and blow us blow our socks off at your showcases, like Dev Directs, Xbox Showcase, all that stuff. Just fucking nail it and go balls to the wall and live up to the potential excitement that you can give because that's that really gets the energy going more than anything else I think with uh, the communities and stuff like that. So, standard gate. So standard gate three, uh, Forza, Everwild, tell me why, uh, Ori, uh, Outer Worlds, the Peril of Gorgon. Too. Oh wait! No, oh, no. That's, that's an expansion. It was the peril of the Gorgon. That was a, a, a um, grounded, avowed as dusk falls. Uh, it a- says a- Senwa Saga. Avowed was at the 2020 Xbox Showcase. Yeah, it was the one with yeah. the arrow flying through the like mm, castle. So that and that stuff. was the one. That yeah. was the other one. Then okay. Yeah, Senwa Saga was shown, but it was just that scouting Iceland video. Remember, it was just like that talking about Iceland and the landscape of where they, uh, yeah, the same shit they've been talking about for three fucking years. No, 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 no. This one yeah, was no, like I just know. nothing about the game. It I was know. fucking Iceland. So, if, if my mind right, that this is the showcase where like Phil Spencer's wearing the jacket, he has the blue Halo Infinite shirt, right? Yeah, and he said that we have five games that'll be like only on Xbox Series X or whatever, and then like he goes into those games, right? Halo, Halo Infinite and the other ones, uh. So okay, right Psychonauts two. So I, vowed, I forgot about Des- Destiny two, Stalker two, Warhammer Dark Tide, uh, Tetris Effect, the Gunk, 
the medium, Fantasy Star Online 2, the new Genesis, Crossfire X, and Fable. Okay. That was the whole showcase. So in the, the, for 2024 lineup, we're supposed to get Towerborn, Avowed. Is Ava- Avowed was uh, announced for next year. Yeah, about uh, Hellblade 2 was next year. Um, yep. Aura for PC. Um, and is that all we know about? And uh, Flight Sim. Flight Sim. Yeah. Yeah. It's already looking great. I mean, but I think they got some surprises for us too. So we'll find out. We'll find out. We got Stalker 2, and then we got, uh, what else we got? We got, uh, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking about? All the games that got pushed this year, right? So um, what's the other one? Flintlock. Space Marines. Flintlock, Flintlock is mm-hmm. another Flintlock. one. That'll be game, yep, game Pass Day and Date oh, um, as well. Repla- so, is it replaced? Yeah, replaced will be next year. Mm-hmm. Finally, we'll get that gorgeous 2D. Uh, Silk Song game. maybe come out Silk next Song year. Will, should be definitely next year as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, next year's crazy, people. Next yeah. year's crazy. Crazy good. Yeah. It'll be awesome. I can't wait. I think we'll get a, a new trailer for Auto Worlds too. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some answers to some of this stuff at the Game Awards here. And we'll see. And then what we don't find out about, maybe we'll find out some stuff in January or February with a hopefully a new dev direct. And I'm hoping for a state of decay state of decay three new uh uh, trailer as well. Yeah, we should get Aura and City Skylines two on console as well next year. Yep. <sighs> yep. What, so when does Dune Spice Wars come in console? Next is it next week? Yeah, it's next week. I'm Can you? Sure. Okay, so what is it? What kind of RTS is it? Grand strategy. Well, not grand strategy. It's like four X. It's more like a civilization type kind yes. of thing. Okay. Yeah, there was a demo. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I think I had started to download. It's on it. PC. Yeah. Um. Is it? Is it? What's that? Is it Immortals? Doesn't I think that has a de- uh, demo right now on Xbox? Yeah, Immortals has Immortals of Avium. Yeah, they got a yeah. demo right now. Yep, yep. Yeah. But Dune Spice Wars. Yep, that'll be uh, first time coming to console. So, which is nice. Yeah, I usually don't do like Game the four X like grand strategy games as much. Yeah, yeah. Try them, bro. No, no. I know. I mean, I've tried it before, but like you like Civ. Yeah, I do like Civ. Okay, so there you go. You're in. Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. Is it is it uh, multiplayer like co-op or um ah uh, Jasper? Do you um, remember? Eh, eh, eh. Doing Spice Wars? Yeah. Uh, co-op. it just adds a lot to these games when I can like co-op against the yes. computer yes. or something. You know? Yeah, yes. two to four. Two to four. Yep. Nice, dude. Yes. Two to four, by the way. Let's go. We're we, we, we going to download this and play it together, guys. We've got to. Yep. Yeah. I played the demo. And then, the demo and then we're going to force Pong to watch the new Dune movie. It's good. I, <laughs> I liked already it. did. I already did. I didn't tell you. You did? You, yeah, you did? did. Yeah. did you, how do you like the first one? Well, uh, part one. Part one. Sorry. Part I one. still like the original better. It was, really? it was a good movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, by far. After I liked, we I liked talked the about it that night. <laughs> yeah. No. I oh, like the okay. weird. I like the weirdness. I like. Yeah. I like the old school stuff in it. This one was shot beautifully again, which I already knew it was oh, going to be. It was beautiful. The music yeah. was fantastic. Um, some of the changes were well done. Again, modernizing it and stuff like that. I didn't mind it all like that. I, I still like the original better, but this was good. I will say it was good. So okay, for sure. Fair. I'm not like fantastically great but it was good pong's a tough movie critic so that i'll accept that 
Are Especially you like on my nostalgic you're, you're like stuff. The, you're like the Jasper of movies. <laughs> you kind like, of. <laughs> but I, I'm easily entertained, though, because, again, I uh, like all the old cheesy movies. I'll watch anything, like yeah. anything. It's well, just the modern like, stuff. Jasper likes gotten... Crossfire X, so it's, it's exactly... <laughs> Right. You know? No. Yeah. 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 But I'm just saying, modern <laughs> stuff. I have a lot of modern stuff that I really, really love yeah. to death. It's just when they go back and redo some of the nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm like, mm, yeah, nah. But it was good. But it was, there's it was so definitely many people good. that never experienced or ever going to watch that old Dune stuff. Correct. So and they like, won't go yeah. back and they can't watch it. Right. Yeah. No. Because it's it looks dated and a lot of people nowadays yeah. judge things that way as well and say it looks dated. So Starfield, would you say they respected it? Um, for the most part, yeah. And again, yeah. I never read the book, so I don't even have that perspective. I know people that have read right. the books that said this movie did better than the original did with the books themselves because the books were gigantic. So yeah. I can't even go that route. So just movie to movie, I thought they did okay. Like I said, some of the modernization of it, yeah, I felt like it was, was better well explaining done. the world in this. Yes, than- no, cla- yes, absolutely. Dude, the original was a classic 80s sci-fi movie where it didn't have to make it was like Kojima. It didn't yeah. have to make sense, right? It just mm-hmm. didn't you 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 suspended all belief and you just watched the movie for what it was. And it was like, even if you didn't understand parts, you never expected to get an explanation because they never did any of that back in the day. This one did a much better job fleshing out the story and the characters for sure. Absolutely. How do you like uh, the take on Baron? Mm. No. See, I like the weird wacky shit. He was, I mean, he was hovering <laughs> not compared to thing. the original. Go back and watch the original, <laughs> yeah. not compared to the original. Uh, uh, didn't have the same effect. Didn't okay. have the same effect. I, I, I was like, I thought it was cool as shit. I was like, man, that's so crazy. <laughs> like, like artistic. How he elevated like 12 yeah. feet in the fucking air. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? Look who I am. Sitting in the oil bath. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going to get out of here, guys. I thank you all for okay. tuning in to the to the show uh you all are amazing i hope you had a wonderful uh thanksgiving break if you celebrate and if not i just hope you had an awesome a uh, weekend and you know our week two days we got the whole weekend ahead of us it feels like it's, it should be sunday now right because we had just said thursday and friday where we didn't do shit um which is awesome now we get saturday and sunday ahead of us so i'm um, looking forward to that um it might like i said i might do a stream tomorrow um so tune into that uh I'll, I'll update on twitter uh x whatever uh if i end up doing that as well so just keep a lookout um but let's uh say bye to this amazing group of family here that one day maybe we can all have a thanksgiving together be amazing who's gonna bring the turkey uh uh, you? whoever's it's, hosting should do the turkey. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think we can. You, because you got a bigger house than all of us. Okay. Bom, bom, bom. It's, a, it's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fine. Uh, yeah. Everybody Kate come would to love Texas. It. Caitlin's like fucking Thanksgiving. We ain't having <laughs> fucking ten fucking people. <laughs> oh, she would love it. If y'all all came for Thanksgiving one year, oh my god, that'd be amazing. What, what do you mean ten, Jasper? Don't there's like seven of us plus the plus one and any little chitlins. Did you say chitlins, chitlins? or children? <laughs> chitlins. Little kids. Children's chil- Ch- chitlins? It's a it's a Florida thing. 
<laughs> okay. I hang. There's too many people. Like t- today is a, a very eventful day. Yeah. Let's go next next year, guys. A fun speculation Thanksgiving. You just gotta all abandon your families. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm gonna go talk to my Xbox friends for Thanksgiving this year and our <laughs> podcast buddies. You know, like. Um. Anyway, uh, Tom Fortunami just called you out and said, "No, it's not a Florida thing." Psycho. Yes, it is. Okay, it's a, <laughs> it's my area of Florida thing. God, yeah. darn it. Steel is it a is it a Florida thing? It steals from Florida. Did y'all call kids chitlins? <laughs> Never heard that before. Isn't that like a food? That's a food. Yeah, yeah it is a food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a food. Oh, you little chitlin. Come here, you little chitlin. You're so cute. You've grown so much, little some, chitlin. Some pickling spice, some cloves. <laughs> How many chitlins are you bringing over to Thanksgiving this year? I can hear steel right now. No, no, <laughs> no not, no, 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 like, not, 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 not this area. Like not in my neck of the woods. <laughs> Psycho was stuck twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. The people <laughs> in my area is stuck twenty years ago. I'm not. Uh, no, I, Dakato, I know pick up. chitlins, but I just, don't uh, call kids chitlins. You I've just never pick heard that up before. lingo. There's, there's. Lingo that you pick up because you hear it all the freaking time, or do you hear it wrong and you just think it's, it's chitlins? So that's the guy that like mispronounces every fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I could be wrong, but it is whole nation, yes. Yeah, I could have swore there was something else he was adamant about that was like a word or something, or like something it just was not. Um, I can't remember, but anyway. We call that in the in our family goatisms. Goatisms, goatisms. <laughs> oh, goatisms. Yeah, because we're Greek, so goatisms. Was just like Greeks eat a lot of goat, or no? Because my grandpa was a goat herder. <laughs> oh, okay. and because gyros are. So you're saying in, in in Greece when your when your grandfather was herding goats, <laughs> he said he called kids chitlins. No, the people that live in Florida that are in my area. Okay. I mean, they're all older they're all people. So, no, they're all just they're old. all former <laughs> goat hoarders. Psycho lives in this like <laughs> only Greek community in fucking Florida. No, that's that's in Tarpon. No, that's okay. Tarpon. Right on. I'm nowhere near that. <laughs> Steel said chillins, not chitlins. Yes. That's what Jones. that's what Fuzzy said too. Right. Tom so. from Pyjama says, as a Greek, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was when it, uh, that was right when he called uh, it like Greek. Uh, what did you call Greek people from, from Greece? Grecians. 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 <laughs> Grecians. Right. Like Grecian formula. And he said that's the most commonly used <laughs> phrase instead of calling them Greek. He said like that. He said that that's what like they the right the correct term like. Is to call Greeks is Grecians. When do you start teaching English down in Florida? <laughs> uh, after the big giant rail that I do, and then we let's go do some English. <laughs> so we looked it up and found out that it was like in ancient Greece they called to the Grecians, but like it hasn't been used in like a thousand years or some shit like that. Uh, anyway, interesting. 
Go to the Sensei Matrix says it's definitely not a southern thing either. <laughs> Listen here, sir, God damn it. It's where I am. It's where <laughs> I'm from. It's right in my living room. That's where it's said a lot. Yeah. I mean, there are some. I didn't see. It's in the neighborhood. <laughs> there are some weird things in like very specific areas, right? Like, um, where where I grew up, like we called a toboggan a hat. Like, uh, you know, you know, like a uh, a beanie, right? A beanie yeah. hat. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we called that a toboggan. Oh, I thought it was the other way. I thought you said you called toboggans hats, and I was like, "That's what I thought." I was what? like, "Yeah." yeah. So, so, like, <laughs> why would you, know, you call like, it a hat? A be- no, a beanie. We would call- <laughs> no, like a beanie. We would call a toboggan, right? Okay. Um, why? It's just what the, it's just what it was. I mean, there was no other word for it. Like we just that's what it was. It was I feel like that was we'll go to That's what time. I used to call it as a kid, and then I learned it was called a beanie. Right. Called right. it a toboggan? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look like a toboggan. Yeah, where the hell did that come from? I don't know, but you know, a toboggan is. Like I've, a, I've heard that map, so like I got you back. Okay, on so that it's one. a southern. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a southern <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like a, a very specific southern. I said that once in Vermont. Like, yeah, I had a toboggan. They were like, "Oh, where are you? Where? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where? Where are you? Where, what hill were you sledding on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, where is it now? <laughs> you, you have a toboggan in your suitcase there. Like, how does it fit? And I'm like, no, it's a I hat. got two. You know, <laughs> and they're like so fucking confused. I'm like, I swear it's a word. It's what we call it. You know, they're, they just didn't understand that. That's just what we said. Matt's telling OK, OK. I just looked it up. All right. Toboggan and beanie are both names for winter hats, but they have different origins and meanings. Toboggan is a term used mainly in the south and Appalachia for a knitted cap that was worn when sledding on a long sled without runners, also called a toboggan. So there you go. So obviously it started where you, if you just saw somebody sledding, it was like, oh, they're wearing their toboggan while they're sledding on their toboggan. <laughs> like, I mean, I got How toboggan, clever. toboggan. How <laughs> yeah. clever. It sounds like something uh, people from East Texas would do. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, because we do so much fucking sledding there. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like people that never saw it before saw it for the first time and it, said, it's... what are they doing? And they said toboggan. And they said, oh, they're wearing a toboggan. Okay, great. <laughs> like, Otto says it's a toboggan. Like, he's with me, right? Like, okay. Yeah. No, I just looked it up. That, it's legit. I, I feel so. Like somebody like in East Texas was probably looking at a picture of somebody. It, it's like, my people came a... down to Texas, I think. Okay, sure. <laughs> it was like I saw a picture of a t- somebody sledding on a toboggan, right? And like there was a there was a caption next to it said uh, Jimmy and his toboggan. <laughs> somebody thought it was a hat instead of the fucking right, sled. Right, instead of the sled. <laughs> so, and oh, it just caught on from there. Okay, we don't have these here because it doesn't get fucking cold enough. So, uh, you know, anyway. All right. Anyway, uh, outro is fuck. Sorry. Psycho, <laughs> where can everybody find you? Thanks, everybody. And uh, my weird fucking pronunciations of different words. And you can find me everywhere on social media at Psychonauts. You can find me. Uh, Every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday here on the Fun Speculation Network at ten o'clock on three great shows. There right we on. do. Appreciate you, bro. Yes, Jasper. Where can we find you? You can find me out in the old haulers uh, <laughs> <laughs> down on the hauler. Uh, Your chitlins. Yep. 
or just beating your chitlins YouTube, um, all that fun stuff. Monday, Tuesday, and yeah, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, or Friday, ten o'clock, right here. Fun speculation over FSP, Fun Pop, and Xbox Ultimate. That's where I'm at. That's what I do. Check it out. Don't mind me, everybody. I was just putting on my toboggan. Yeah. Uh, I got you, you back, Mav. We used to call it that all the time. Right good. on. Respect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuzzy, where can everybody find you, bro? Uh, just, it was awesome being on here with you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks for joining us. Uh, for those who want to hear my rambles and rants on anything gaming related, just follow me on X or Twitter or whatever you still call it these days. You can also find me on the Shop Podcast tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Pong and PTK Blam on PTK Blam's channel. And then right back here on Monday night at 10 p.m. for FP- FSP with, uh, <laughs> well, I'm not sure if we're going to have 3-bit uh, Monday, hopefully 3-bit. We'll have Jasper, Mav, myself, and Psycho. So look, hope to see you there. Right on, bro. Appreciate you as well. And Pong Soul. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What a great Friday night, as always, to join the fam. Um, great to talk. Uh, we even got into some rants and yes, Seeky, we did talk. We did talk about that. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the show. So if you want to go back and catch Seeky, you can go ahead and do that. We, we, we definitely touched on the destiny stuff for sure. Um, but yeah, no, what a great night. Um, thank you all. Uh, appreciate it. I appreciate it, brothers. Uh, the thoughts cycle glad that you could make it, bro. I know you didn't know if you were going to be able to, so it's yeah. good to have you here, man. You always inject, um, some different life into this show. So we appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> we appreciate that brother. Um, it was a fun time in chat. You guys are awesome as always, nothing but love and respect to all of you. So uh, you guys know the drill by now. Pong. So on the X formerly known as Twitter Pong. So on Xbox tomorrow morning, my brother from another steel rain and I get live raw and uncut 10 a.m. Eastern nine o'clock central time. And we do have a special announcement uh, tomorrow. So if you guys want to show up for that, please do so buckle up and get ready three plus hours you know how steel and i get down uh we usually get the chat involved that's generally how our shows even on light news weeks uh kind of keep going is because we get the chat the chat brings up some conversation and we'll we'll run with it so uh join us there for that and then of course tomorrow night as fuzzy said ptk blam's channel ptk blam fuzzy myself don't know if we have guests this week yet or not normally we do but sometimes we run a three-man show so we'll see how it goes but it is the best way to end your Saturday night. So be there uh, 8 p.m. Eastern now, 7 o'clock Central Time tomorrow night. The Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel. Next week, it starts all over again. Tuesdays, all good things green. Double Barrel Gaming is the channel. Mr. Boomstick is the man. What a pleasure to get back on a podcast with him this morning. Um, it was awesome. So go check him out Tuesdays, though, where he's got a great panel. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. And then right back here, Fun Speculation Network, every Thursday night, PM in the PM, of course, not this Thursday night because it was Thanksgiving, but we'll be back next Thursday, PM in the PM, Pong and Mav in the PM, 7 PM Eastern, six o'clock central time. Be there for that. Otherwise folks, it's the golden age of gaming. Please enjoy the rest of your weekend. However, that's going and get out there, play what you love, love what you play. And I'll talk to y'all real soon about nine hours. We'll see you there. Right on, man. Thanks Pong. Everybody, hope you have an awesome night. Uh, Like I said, it might stream tomorrow, so uh, look out for that. And then we'll be back for Monday's FSP. Peace out, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Gobble, gobble.
Oh, oh, oh.